across the UK, online and on DAB. Access all radios. Talk radio. Give it some lip. Talk radio. Thank you, George. A slightly different start to the show. We've got a guest coming on, um, a gentleman called Miles Johnston, who's going to talk to us about the mysterious death of Max Spears. Who's Max Spears? Well, we'll explain all after this. 0844 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Just keep moving on Down this road That never seems to end When new adventure Lies just around the bend So if you want to join me For a while Just grab your hat Come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow The whole world is my own Listener, good evening, dear listener. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio 0844 499 1000. We will have your calls straight to air uh, after midnight. How's about them apples? Get your thinking caps on, decide what you want to do, have a little think, um, and uh, me and Kath will sit and talk for uh, the last hour of the show. And if you want to call in, you're more than welcome. Thank you so much, everybody who said nice words um, about the John Lydon interview yesterday. Loads of you were sending some really lovely. Um, uh, lovely tweets. It's appreciated. If you missed it, you slackers. You absolute slackers. If you missed it, it should be up now. 
as um, a podcast. So if you go to iTunes or to your usual podcast provider and um, type in Inley and Talk Radio, then you'll get to download yesterday's best of... And also, um, the John Lydon interview. And loads of you said really nice things about it. And you said you'd never heard John Lydon um, be interviewed like that before. And I appreciate it. I think he I think he enjoyed it. Didn't he come across as an absolute sweetheart? Didn't he? He came, you know, me and Kath were dead nervous speaking to Johnny Rotten himself. And um, he's just a big camp pantomime queen. He was delightful absolutely delightful so that's that's out there now and uh you know but feel free to share it and, and what have you we'll take your calls this evening as per usual um but we're going to start the show off with with um with a guest and um you're welcome to call in about this as well and it's kind of it's some it's something i don't really know a lot about and it's it's kind of a world that um i haven't really kind of given much time to um but i heard just the briefest snippet of a story on uh, Radio 4 on PM the other day. Um, and it was an interview with the gentleman we're going to speak to in a minute um, about the death of Max Spears, a name I'd never heard of before. Didn't mean anything to me, but it was it was really intriguing what the gentleman had to say. And I thought that the, the PM, and I'm a big fan of PM and Eddie Mayer, but they got a couple of gags in. Um, and I thought that was a little bit mean-spirited. And then, over the next couple of days, there were loads of stories in the papers about this Max Spears guy that I'd never heard of. And it really intrigued me. I'm going to give you a brief... I'm going to give you the brief version of how I see the story. And then we'll get our guest on to um, to correct me, no doubt. Um, and I'm kind of keen to pick his brains to see what he knows about it. So Max Spears, um, lazily, you'd use the term conspiracy theorist. As I get older, I find that term, um, it it, it brings up an image, doesn't it? It brings up an image of the tin foil hat wearers and all of that. And, and, And while I would have used it freely quite recently, I think it's a little bit unfair but was certainly a ufo expert and um as as far as i have the story he was in poland about to give a talk um and he sent a message to his mum saying mum i could be in a bit of trouble if if i die um could you you know you should probably investigate it and then lo and behold um he died one or two days later um and the story seems to be that he was killed by people practicing black magic the dark arts um, and it's just intrigued me. And some of you read this story, and some of you got in touch as well about this story. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, the gentleman I heard on Radio Four the other day, we've been chatting on Facebook. He's very kindly agreed to come on. He joins me on the line now. It's Miles Johnston. Evening, Miles. Hello, and good evening. Listen, it's nice to talk to you, Miles. Before before we start, um, who who are you? Can you give us like a little a brief CV so that people know where you're coming from? Well, I'm a sort of a technical person. I've built a couple of million watt FM pirate stations in Ireland. I've got a background in broadcasting, so I know which end of a jack plug to put into the right hole. Well, that's that's more than me, but well done. Yeah. Good. Uh, so, uh, but I've also been, um, I mean, I first appeared in the media in Belfast talking about UFOs when I was in fifth form. Right. 
So I've been in this, in this quite a long time. And it's primarily UFOs that you're, invo- you're involved with? No, we are involved with something very serious. I'm going to be really boring, guys. This is Uh-oh. a very serious subject. Oh, well, let, let's not preface it by saying we're boring. Oh, but it is, it is serious. No, because I've, I've, I've kind so of... The guy's dead. Yeah, exactly. I've read bits and pieces about it. Tell, tell me about um, Max Spears. Did you know him personally? I've known Max personally. He's part of a team of people I've been investigating for over 20 years. This goes back to World War Two, right? When uh, probably a lot of people know that the, the Nazis had a lot of technology we didn't think anybody even knew about. They had their own flying saucers, right? Okay. I mean, a lot of people know that. They should. They should aware of that. Is right? that no? I, w- I wasn't. Listen, I, I'm going to come at this from the point of somebody who knows nothing about it, Miles. So right. If I ask questions that are dumb, uh, okay. I appreciate your patience. Yeah. I did not know the Nazis had flying saucers. What evidence do we have of that? Well, they had physical evidence, flying saucers. There's a thing called the Nazi Bell, which was a device. Uh, I mean, this has been on Channel 5, been on Channel 4, lots of documentaries. It's yeah. called the Bell or the Glock. Right. And now, very, very simply, the Nazis were dealing with what was very crudely termed non-Einsteinian physics. Okay. In other words, think Star Trek, but yep. think 1939. Wow, okay. Okay. How did they get this technology? I mean, I know they had lots of top scientists from around the world, but yeah. did, did, is it technology of this world? It is technology of this world, and I'm going to speed... I'll give. Okay, the, the, the Glock involved a, a, a form of plasma physics, okay? Right, yep. Now, we're going to speed forward to 1959 yeah. and a British military team called the 16. Okay, I'm, I'm taking notes as you talk, yeah. Okay, so this is an elite British military team that make the SAS look like schoolboys. Okay. So these guys are not messing about. Yeah. And they are within the, embedded within the British military... And they were trained by a very special officer who had amazingly white skin. He wasn't E.T., but he wasn't one of us either. Now, this is the British military. We are not messing about here. These guys were trained in such an elite way. They only had two very small concealed weapons on them. They only fought in in batches of four. And as I say, the name 16 should tell you how many of them there were. And they were going around the Middle East bumping Russians off. And they were bumping other people off. And nobody knew who did this until this guy called John Irwin, who's about 77 now, up in Newcastle, wrote a book called One Step Beyond the Sixteen. Okay. Now, that's what I said in the Radio 4 broadcast. I said One Step Beyond. Yeah. Now, this 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 is British military training elite troops, 1950s. We're now in the year 2016. A few things have happened since then. Yeah, go on. Now, what I'm going to train, this is, this is absolutely relevant to tonight's story. Yeah. One step beyond refers to taking the soldier one step beyond death in a controlled way and training him. Now, this is what I heard you say to, on, yeah. on PM. Are these the super soldiers? John Irwin would be your first sort of super soldier. Right. Now, the term super soldier is a marketing term for a United States conference series, which was held in Las Vegas, which uh, I was at, I lectured at, and so was the state 
governor of Nevada, he opened one of the, one of these conferences. So we're not messing about in terms of who's involved here and the level of classification of the kind of people you're dealing with. And what do you mean by one step one step beyond death? Did you say? Yes. What does that mean? It means um, essentially shutting down the conscious mind. Yeah. And then engineering and training the deep subconscious in a variety of scenarios. So then you're put back in your in your body, mm. and then they then train your conscious mind to access what is your subconscious. Blimey. Okay, now these guys were trained in a very special fighting technique, and it was called the machine. In other words, it is better than second nature to them. Right. In other words, when you walk down the stairs, you don't actually say, right, I'm now going to walk down the stairs, left foot to, to this, right foot to that. It happens your body, automatically. Your body just does it automatically. Yeah. So this fighting technique is very similar. Right. It, 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 just, it just happens. They get attacked and they, they just yeah. respond they instantly don't get without thought. Because they anticipate ahead and right. they make sure they don't get attacked. Okay. How does this tie in with um, Max Spears and his, his death? What they were fighting for in 1959, what they were looking for was a set of uh, small boxes about the size of half the size of a laptop. Right. Now, we're talking 1959 here. Yeah. Now, they recovered those two boxes. They went in on a base at Jarabah, which is, doesn't exist anymore because the, the, the border in Syria and jo the Jordanian, Syrian, Israeli border has gone all over the place since then. Yeah. As they went in, now, you're going to love this as they went in to take this base out, and it was, if people are familiar with a thing like the Bilderberger meetings... Yes, of course. I think, I think people, people are aware of those kind yeah, of meetings, so if, yes. if you think of a Bilderberger-type meet-up in 1959 in the desert, hush-hush, yeah. elite people there, a lot of important people, major decisions being made to deal with how the world's going to happen. Two flying saucers take off. This team go in. They knock out every single person. They also kill three Nephilim. Uh, oh, I'm getting lost here. Um, uh, right. Well, there's there three Nephilim. Nephilim are uh, ancient beings, and a lot of this is in the ancient texts, ancient alien stuff. People have seen ancient aliens thing on the TV, History Channel and things, I'm sure. Yeah. Now, this is not something that's from thousands of years ago. They've knocked off three of these guys in 1959. Right. Okay, so you've got these 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 bozos walking about in our world right now, and this British military team were aware of them and took them out. So they're in, they're in the, the Nephilim are, are walking amongst us now. Yes, and we don't we they we wouldn't recognise them. They look like normal people. Uh, as it was once said in a famous science fiction series, they look just like us. Uh oh. Now it's taken them a very long time to do that. But let's not get distracted. The important thing is, and this is absolutely crucial, yeah. they got two bits of extremely high technology, and they knew what was in them, mm -hmm. and, they, and they tested them. And these were um, silver crystalline-type devices with certain indentations and nodules. They got two out of what was a total of six. When they activated these devices, they got holographic data, data being displayed, and once they tested them, they knew, right, we've got what we came for. And they were then packaged back into these beautiful wooden velvet boxes and dispatched back to a secret location. So that's two, but there are four more still out there. 
if you put all six together and you put them in the device they came from, you will reactivate the interdimensional portals, our ancient forefathers built across the planet. Let, now, let me stop the clock for a second, Miles. How the hell do you know that? Because that, that sounds, you know, to an outsider, that sounds crazy. You're say, and you're saying it as though it's definite fact. How do you know that that's what will happen? Because that's what those things are for, and that is what people have been using and getting the data from those right. since then. And that means that in the year twenty, in the year 1959, they opened Pandora's box of the ancient high technology of our ancestors. And look what happened to them. They're not around anymore, yeah. and half the planet got taken out, if not virtually the entire planet. And we are facing a situation exactly similar to that right now okay um max spears had what, 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 I'm, I'm assuming that he knew is this max was about to give a talk in poland wasn't yes, he? was he about okay. to give a talk on okay, this subject so basically we've set the scene where we're not messing about we've got high technology of our original our ancestors right yeah it's very important that means on earth there was a very highly sophisticated civilization which something happened to it yeah Right, spinning through forward, right, 1970s, but, you know, the Brits and the Americans and the Russians and everybody else, they're thinking the unthinkable. They've got access to this very high technology. They've seen what it can do, so they start preparing to deal with it. So very simply, in Britain, there was about 40 children, all specially chosen to basically deal with this technology. I have mentioned the term extra-dimensional technology. Yeah. So they are now training these guys. This is what the, this is what the scientists, the boffins, do. Yeah. They think the unthinkable. They get a they get a wind of something. They look at the problem and they find a solution mm. for it. So Max is basically part of Britain's super high technology interdimensional soldier corps. Max Spears. Yeah, he was an inter, he was an interdimensional soldier. They operate. Not quite in this world. Struth. Now that's that's basically the scene. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, a lot of soldiers are getting this stuff put in their heads. They're called implants, and it allows it gives them very enhanced techniques and the ability to operate um, very very fast in other dimensions. Right. When you say other dimensions, what, what, what do you, 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 you what do you mean by that? like time and things? Well, the the thing is, um, we are basically an energy signature. Yeah, I mean, everything's matter. Matter's energy. So if you you can copy that, reproduce it, and send it to other places. Right. Just like you can copy magnetic disks, and and you can make copies of yeah. things. The problem has been that the living energy within a person has to copy that properly, and there's all, that's what the Nazis were trying to deal with. Right. Okay. In other words, you can make 15 people, you can make 15 chickens, right? Yeah. But the thing is, we're a little bit more sophisticated than chickens. We've got a very highly complex, intelligent, biophysical thing. In other words, the thing that is different between you being alive or dead. Yeah. And the problem has been, if that doesn't quite match up, things don't work right and things go wrong pretty badly. Right. And there's been a lot of problems with that, 
and now they've got that to work. And that's called, the technical term for these now, which they can produce in large numbers, are called non-human cyborg units. Oh, blimey. Now, this all sounds like something from Stargate or, or, or Star Trek or something. Yeah, well, we've been knocking these things off down in Boscombe, down in, and other places. The, the old ones, the original ones, were called PGLFs. And that's what the Germans were developing. Uh, Brits found a lab in, in Germany at the end of the war, and they saw these, quote, strange-looking humans. Yeah, and they were cyborgs. They were de- trying to develop them, but at the oh. time, they couldn't get the interface between, you know, flesh and technology. So, but, but, Mac, I'm just, I'm just trying to keep on the thread of the story a little bit. And I, yeah. do, I try we keep going off on tangents, which I'm thoroughly enjoying. Uh, so, so Max was an interdimensional soldier. Why was he giving a talk in Poland? Right. Well, I was invited. Uh, I've been running. I run the thing called the Basis Project, yes. and we've been looking at that for twenty years. And I stress that you do not believe anything in the Basis Project. You just look at it, take it on board, and see you know where the dust settles. Yes. Uh, because we do not want to have a belief system, because that can lead you completely up the wrong garden path. Right. So, um, like, like 25 years ago, when, when Barry King said his father had found these things, and it's got a, lo- a bunch of aliens walking around bases in Berkshire, like Greenham Common, I mean, that's why they had all those women protesting at Greenham Common. They were testing them, because not too far no. away from them were a bunch of things which weren't, you know, too Hang pretty on. to I, look at. I thought the women were at Greenham Common to protest the nuclear missiles, the cruise missiles. There were no nuclear missiles at Greenham Common. The nuclear missiles were at, at RAF Bentwaters, and in 1980, all the nuclear weapons there were wiped out by the UFOs and the Russian nuclear weapons as well. Nuclear weapons have got zero function. Zero function. The ETs will not have them. They'll wipe them out. You can blow each other up, but they're not going to let you blow anybody else up. And that was the biggest problem that happened in December 1980. Suddenly, an illegal bunch of the biggest strategic, the biggest stockpile of strategic nuclear weapons yeah. at RAF Bentwaters, the, uh, that's to say it was operated by the U.S. Air Force, that went absolutely stone-cold, dead lumps of iron in December 1980. The aliens um, deactivated the nuclear weapons? Yeah, they just shut them all down. And the same thing happened to the Russians. The problem was the Brits and Americans thought they'd lost their pile of Smarties. They didn't know the Russians had lost their pile of Smarties as well. How do you know the Russians have lost their pile of Smarties or their nuclear missiles have been deactivated? Because the satellite photographs started to indicate that there were lots of shallow dumping of, um, of, of, of radioactive material, and that radioactive material was basically iron, uh, which this weapons-grade material will, will, will jump down the periodic table to iron, but it'll still have a few hot electrons flying off it, and they can spot that. Okay. And that's how they find out. It basically, it's just a lot of rusty metal. And this is what Max Spears was going to reveal in his talk no. in Poland? No, 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 no. no, no. That no. was already revealed by an MI6 agent in Warminster last year. OK. So what was Max going to talk about? Uh, well, the, the point about the polls are they are absolutely switched on streaks ahead of many of the other countries in the world. Mm-hmm. They absolutely know about this stuff. Yeah. They're super switched on about this stuff. And there are strategic reasons why that happened, because of what the Germans did there in World War Two. Right, okay. Yeah. Right. Um so the, the, the basic point, I was invited there to speak. I spoke there last November, yeah. uh, almost a year ago. They were extremely polite 
uh, and very, very switched on individuals and absolutely were into the kind of stuff that I've been doing. And one of the individuals there who was key to this story, uh, a very, very respectable, very nice person called Monica uh, Duval, and we talked a great deal about um, publishing my work and... uh, but my work's 99% video, so we had a lot of basic technical issues about how to make that into text and yeah. get it translated. What um, they were very keen because they'd been coming. This Polish crew had been coming over to my conferences and doing a lot of interviews, and they were very, very keen to get Max because uh, Max and Sarah, who were former really lovely couple. Uh, she's American, French. Sarah, Sarah was was Max's girlfriend, wasn't she? Yes. Yeah, and um, I am not going to engage in the. There's been a lot of internet chit chat about this. The two people. It's bad enough splitting up. It's bad, and it's even worse when. Oh, I don't want to. Know. I don't yeah, want to know yeah, any of the gossip yeah, so, about that. Yeah. But the bottom line is that they 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 were in the states with a guy called James Casbolt, who's one of the other key players in this uh, story, because James Casbolt was essentially commander of a lot of these. Guys, uh, and he is actually in jail right now. Right, and that's a different story. But Max was essentially James Casbolt's sparring partner. Right. So when you got both of them in England, I took the opportunity, having you know met Max for the first time in the States, and with a lot of the other uh, key players in this, uh, these super soldiers. Um, then um, it was a, a good thing to interview him and chat with him. And people have got to understand that Max is actually from a very, very well-established acting family in British cinema and stage. Oh, okay, right. And uh, this is where, uh, uh, I think, Orlando Bloom, I think it might have... Oh, he went, that was the headline, wasn't it? He was at school with Orlando Bloom. Yes, I remember that, yes. The the key to that is that there's a a close link there. And so Max is, is, you know, he's got an acting background. He's in there. But he's one of these key children, about 40 of them, of which most have not survived this far. Right. There are about four or five more which could come forward, of which James Casbolt is one of them. Let me put my sceptics out on for a second. This sounds almost identical to the plot of the television series Fringe. I don't know uh, if you're aware of that show. Fringe and The X-Files. Yeah. The X-Files come directly from the very stuff that Barry King was releasing, and I helped release them, I have print that stuff in his reports about the base at Peasmore in the very, very early 90s. Right. The key core to the X-Files is about the British base under the village, between the village of Peasmore and at RAF Welford in Berkshire. And he- that was when they were making these 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 beings, these what they call program-generated life forms. Are you saying The X-Files was based on a true story? The X-Files is 100% based on a true story. Wow. Uh, Miles, listen, I've got to take a break and pay the rent. Are you okay to, to hang around for a couple of minutes? Yeah, I've got uh, my herbal tea. I'll survive. Beautiful. I've got a cup of Red Bush. I'm fine. We'll, I'm enjoying this, Miles. Thank you very much indeed. Um, we're speaking to Miles Johnston. Uh, we're talking about the death of Max Spears. Um... I'm certainly hearing a lot of stuff that I wasn't expecting to hear this evening. I'm sure you are as well. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 
Evening, dear listener. Ian Lee, Talk Radio. We're doing things a little bit differently um, uh, this evening, and this is a conversation that perhaps, if you listen to Howard Hughes on a Sunday, you might hear something like this a bit more often, but it's a story that really grabbed my attention this week, and um, you know me, if a story grabs me, whether it kind of sits in our remit or not, I like to talk about it i talk to you about it and if we get a guest on we get a guest on and we're talking to miles johnson from the basis project who's talking about the um, the mysterious death of max spears and we've learned that max spears was um an interdimensional soldier um he died in poland um Miles, it, 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 the, the part of the story that was was big news this week was he sent a text to his mum, didn't he, that, that warned her that he might be in a bit of trouble. Yep, um, I got word after the the conference that he spoke at in April. Uh, a lot of the dates on this are very badly wrong. That's been published. He he, he spoke in April, right? And he uh, did a very, very good uh, uh, show. Uh, he, uh, I spoke at the same conference as did Kieran Lee Perrin. Kieran Lee Perrin is another British interdimensional super soldier. And the head of the uh, European Committee Against Covert Harassment, uh, Magnus Olsen. And there was a lot of discussion about uh, covert harassment, but that's another story, but okay. it is related. Yeah. Now, the thing is, uh, we all went back home, and then we noticed Max hadn't gone back home. He stayed there. And um, it seems that he had essentially uh, been the guest of Monica Duval in her very nice part in her house and stuff. Yep. And that was going very well because, uh, as I said before, she'd offered to do a um, deal of contract to publicize my work. And she was very keen to get Max's story uh, written down and published. And there's another key player in this, um, a Russian-American called Stuart Sverdlow, and he's involved with a thing called the Montauk Project. The what, sorry? The Montauk? The Montauk Project uh, is where the Americans did their version of what we were doing in Berkshire. Okay. And there's another base involved there called Dulce. Okay, okay. Uh, in, in the United States, but that's, that's, that's a big, another thing altogether. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to go too off-topic, but this involves you know, population management systems, and we leave that. Oh, Miles, well, listen, we're, get, we're getting you back another night. We're yeah. definitely getting you back, because I've got so many questions, but I, I want to follow the Max Spears. But we, you, you're coming back another night, my friend, definitely, if you're up yeah. for it. Go on. But, but go on. Get, so, essentially, uh, okay, I got word very soon after I came back to the UK, and um, I got word that basically Max had fallen into, fallen into bad company. So uh, we were across this... Um, uh, and he did. He was going to speak at my major conference in the late summer in August. Yeah. Now Max had appeared on a TV program on Channel Four with me called "The Great UFO Conspiracy." Right. And uh, the problem was that what he was saying was so controversial, even the questions from the presenter were bleeped. Oh, really? Yes. What was so controversial then? That, that, that they... Well, he was mentioning the names of certain very well-established families. Oh, okay. And their role in society right. and what's really going on behind the scenes. Okay, okay. And I'm not going to mention those names. No, please now. don't. Thank you. I appreciate that. So you that. don't need to get your bleep box. <laughs> Thank you. Good. Right. Good. I'm aware that this is not, it's not fruitful to do this. Yeah. But the bottom line is that on British television, Max was able to say certain things which was absolutely not a chance in Hades that you would ever have thought that was going to be broadcast before. Yeah. 
Likewise, what I was able to say on Radio 4 this week, BBC, that was a recorded section. Yeah. In other words, the BBC, this is very important, had made a policy decision that what I had said was to be edited into the programme as opposed to, we can't have that on the air and edit it out. Now, this is because there are... Uh, Nick Pope, if anybody knows a guy called Nick Pope, one of the things that he said... He, he's written lots of UFO books in the 90s. Anywhere on, on, no, no, he hasn't written really any UFO books. He uh, was the MOD uh, man at the desk. Was it Above Top Secret? Was that the book he no, wrote? No, 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 that's Timothy Good. Timothy Good, I do apologise. Okay. Timothy Good is a very, very fine, very detailed researcher right. and uh, very, very well established uh, in sticking to facts and information. Yeah. And stuff like that. So uh, Nick Pope was the man in the was man in the ministry who dealt with the MOD with, right. uh, with UFOs. And right now he's moved to the United States, and he's monitoring this story. I know because he he said so on Facebook. Well, he's been tweeting, hasn't he? That, um, it's ridiculous to think that we would go around the government would go around killing UFO experts. That's because he hasn't a clue what he's talking about. Right. Ooh. And I'll say that bluntly. I'm in the story, I'm there, I know the guy, I'm pe- talking to his mother, and we're following it as it happened. Now, but, but, listen, I can see we've got, we've got 20 minutes or so left, and I do want to make sure we get all of, as, as much as we can about Max. He, he, you say he got into a bad crowd. Would it be fair to say they were, they were occultists, black, into the no, black arts? this is very important. Right. right, we're dealing with interdimensional weapons selling here. Right, we're dealing with soldiers, we're dealing with the British military... Uh, team of young men now in their late 30s yeah they are skilled at interdimensional warfare uh one of the things that the u.s military does is they train their soldiers they implant them with special technology and then they have remote viewers back at base those remote viewers will scan the theater of war yeah so for instance they've got their men on the ground and they're going into a, 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 a battlefield and for it, they are maybe, their intelligence when they went in was, for instance, to say, enemy on the left, right? Right, okay. So they're going into the battlefield armed to the teeth, and they're, they're expecting to turn left. Back at base, there'll be a remote viewer. Oh, wow. They will remote view and say, no, enemy to the right. Okay. They will think that to the soldiers, to the commander in the field. He will pick it up as his own thoughts. And he will immediately say, ah, enemy to the right. And he will make that crucial turn, turn at the right moment, and he will take out the enemy in the right. Wow. In other words, it's 21st century men in a balloon with a telephone. <laughs> okay? Yeah, that's an excellent description. Right. Yes. So this is the kind of stuff that we're dealing with. Now, now really, very, very quickly, the, the physics to do this is not... Trained, you're not taught this at school. That, in my in my estimation, if there's anything criminal involved, it's the failure of the government to instruct our scientific people in scalar physics. Yeah, and we leave that alone. Okay, and we, we want, that, that gives you all the questions, answers to all the questions in everything I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just just moving the story on a bit, Miles. Yeah. So, so, so the black magic thing is that that's has that been concocted by is that is that the cover story to cover up what really happened? Um, anybody who'd uh, that's a nice the, headline, isn't it? It's, an, it's, it's a, a headline which gives you a very crude pointer as to what's going on, right? But this is weaponization, okay? And so Max is a weapon system. He's a British military asset, basically speaking. So. Bad guys thought they could basically take that British military asset. Now, I've, at my conference, 
the actual technique involved with what happened with Max is described in very, very good detail by his former girlfriend, Sarah. She's done a very good job explaining that and uh, on stage in, in language uh, an, an audience can understand. Yeah. And I'll be uploading that very shortly. Okay. So the technique involved is, is a technique involving s- some chemicals. Uh, the African snake venom was, was, is one of them, uh, scorpion venom. Stuff that you do to in, in, involve the neurotoxins. Yeah. Right. So, again, this isn't rocket science. You're dealing with some kind of a thing which involves the brain and how you think. So if you're going to do with that, you're going to deal with neurotoxins. The point is, in order to access this, and the Russians have done a lot of work on the energy in the body immediately after death, and you've got about six to seven hours to work if you're going to do this. And that's exactly what happened with Max. They were working on him for six to seven hours after so-called death. The clue to all this are in three Polish interviews, which are on YouTube. And if you listen to those, they will tell you what they're about to do to Max, which they then did. Okay, and, and, and it, to put it in really s- dumb terms, to, 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 to do this procedure for six to seven hours after he dies, they can get his superpowers. Yes. Right. They can alter them. They can find out what they were programmed to do. Essentially, it's like opening up a nuclear bomb and finding out where the weapons, what, what the triggers and targets were. And is this linked in with that there were reports of him um, spewing up a, a black... Thick yes. liquid. Yes. Now, if we forget about all the highfalutin stuff, the yeah. bottom line is, and this is crucial, if a man is spewing up black stuff out of his, quote, every orifice, now we can only go on what the polls have told us. Yeah. We weren't there. I wasn't there. If a man is stat ill, why wasn't he taken to hospital? And the simple answer is he wasn't. And if he had a peptic ulcer, and it's a simple case of him having a bleeding peptic ulcer, and he's got massive internal bleeding, why wasn't he simply taken to hospital and given an uh, emergency first aid? Because if he had, he would be still with us. Miles, stay there. Have another sip of your, your herbal, because I'm going to have another little break. We've got a bit more time for this. Um, hands up whose mind is completely blown so far. Yeah? Yeah? Oh, man, alive. Um, I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Talking about the death of Max Spears, joined by Miles Johnson. Miles, we're getting a mixed reaction, as I'm sure you'd imagine. I'm shocked. On Twitter, yeah, I bet you are. Totally surprised. Some people saying this guy's a fruitcake. Some a significant number of people saying this is great, and it's good to hear the truth being told. Can I ask you one question? Because Doc Tocker's tweeted me, can you ask your guest if Max's family supports him talking nonsense after their loved one has died? Um, Vanessa and I concur on all that has been spoken. Vanessa's the mum, isn't she? Spoken publicly under her agreement. Right, but Vanessa's uh, uh, Max's mum. Well, yes. Okay, so she knows. And she, does she agree with everything that you're you're telling us this evening? Yes. Okay. We've had very detailed discussions, and I'm not telling you half of it. No. Um, that must be an amazing thing, position for a mum to be... Was she aware that her son was an interdimensional soldier? I guess she must have been. Well, she is aware of the concurrent 
life story of Max right. uh, Spears and James Caspel on a certain base in Nelson in Saskatchewan in Canada. And the accusations, now I'm going to say this because I know you will have come across this before, you must do in your line of work. We're getting a few people on, on Twitter and Periscope saying, well, this guy's mentally ill. How would you respond to that, Miles? Well, having said that, they should look up MK Ultra and the National Health Service and who implemented it into the National Health Service. And if you look in the right websites, you'll be rather surprised and horrified. Um, Max's body... Has there, has there been an autopsy in this country on, on Max's body? This is where one of the problems arises. Right. Uh, none of the proper procedures have been followed. Uh, his mother uh, was determined to get him fl- uh, driven here. And there are certain complications about driving a body over many borders. And uh, I told her from the word go that on the one hand, if there has been impropriety in Poland, there is not a chance in Hades that the individuals there are going to let a body leave their hand with any evidence on it that's going to implicate them. Yeah, yeah. That you're dealing with pretty sharp people here. They're not going to say, ah, we'll just give them the body with all the pointers back to us to send us to jail. That ain't going to happen. If he was a super soldier, how come they got him? How come they managed to kill him? Uh, one of my sources um, said they shouldn't have been able to kill him. Mm. And uh, this is where the situation gets a little bit clever because this is when you're dealing with two sides boxing. Yeah. What happened with Max was certain procedures happened, certain events happened, whatever they were, he died. Now, in terms of the soul harvesting and and um, selling on point of view, um, the Brits got him before they did. Right which means that the only way that could have happened was that maybe they knew um, that was going to happen anyway, or maybe he was sent on a mission to flush out a certain cell, which was maybe going to do this to their man in the first place, and they got their man back. So are you, uh, Remember, we're now dealing in a world where they can reanimate um, individual items are called program-generated life forms, and the other term is non-human cyborg units. So they're in the, they literally are in a, in a position. I began this conversation by saying that they were training British military soldiers after death. So that was 70 years ago. Right. So if they're able, for instance, there's technology where they put a super-rich fluid into the spinal column. Yeah. So if a soldier is taken out, he, his brain stem and all vital nervous uh, systems can stay active and be recoverable up to 36 hours later. Uh, and uh, are you suggesting that the British have got Max's soul, like in a, you know, in a, in a tube or something somewhere? It, it, it exists and we, we've got it. As I said before, we got technology from the ancients, our ancient ancestors, and they've got technology which is literally out of this world. So that means that they have him safe. Wow. And that is why I said on Radio 4, he ain't dead and he ain't alive. Yeah. So Max may be, uh, I mean, the, the use of clones by the U.S. military was well known during the Vietnam War. Uh, so uh, the capacity to activate and use a useful uh, proxy uh, 
cybernetic human uh, has this is what they've been trying to develop since since that's what the Germans are trying to develop. What we've got is a situation where we've mastered that technology, and in Peasmore they were running off what they call fake aliens or PGLFs. So these things would walk into people's bedrooms, they'd freak out, they'd seen an alien, you know, faint, collapse, or do whatever, and then the uh, the military would take them off and, and do what the hell what they're going to do and whatever, and then they'd bring them back. Miles, listen, we, we 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 are coming to the end of, and we're running out of time, but a couple a couple of quick things. Why aren't you dead? If you know all this stuff, I, surely you would be a prime ago, target. Uh, three weeks ago, yeah. they did try to take me out. Really? What happened? Uh, well, I was exposed to two toxins. One was a deadly sna- uh, adder, a snake, a long Latin name, and it was a death adder venom, wow. and another venom. And I was subsequently advised only 10 days ago from four independent sources that that was an actual takeout attempt. Wait, how, how did this happen? What, how did it manifest itself? It happened itself? with me being uh, not tricked, but shall we say due to my polite nature <laughs> yes. uh, in an aeroplane actually handling uh, a bag which was placed in front of mine in such a way that I, it got, I got it on both hands and it took about 36 hours to, 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 to get into my system. Why don't they just... Um, why doesn't someone just follow you home one night and shoot you, you and make it look like a mugging or, you know, stabbing oh, or Oh, absolutely. I, I've been told to it. I mean, I've been warned not to, um, you know, to, be, to watch the car and stuff like that. It's but um, I mean, absolutely. If they want to, if they want to take you out, it'll, they'll do dead dead. You know, well, I suppose uh, the thing, I, I suppose one, one argument would be well, the, the, the fact that you're coming, you know, if, if you were to die tonight after this interview... You know, anybody that had any doubt in their mind, that would um, would look highly suspicious, wouldn't it? Well, I think we've already had that situation with Max. Yeah. The man knew he was in a trap. Yeah. In his closing hours, he knew he didn't realise it until it was too late, uh, which is why maybe the, 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 the guys who rescued him uh, had to do a, a very fast job yeah. in, in, in doing that. Because we've got our remote viewers... L- listen... Everybody's got their, every big country's got their flying saucers and their secret space program. They've all got their toys, right? So let's live with it. That's been declared last year. MI6 agent Peter Paget said that. So yeah. we're living in a different world now, and we've got to think out of the box and learn some things very quickly, very rapidly, with urgency, because we right now are potentially on the very verge of a world war. Miles, listen, I'm, I'm, um, t- two final questions. D- do you think Max will contact you? Is Max able to contact you? We've already got uh, blowback on that. We've already got information on that. Oh, really? Can, can yeah. you share it with us? Uh, it was relating to... Um, uh, certain matters involving a, f- a friend of his, uh, and um, I think we'll, we'll leave that alone. Okay, okay. Um, finally, can you can you recommend to me one book, one book that I can okay, I one can book, order and have a look at? One step beyond the sixteen by John Irwin with a U, and that will tell you the British military team that went in and got those data I'm, banks. I'm, I'm ordering it, Miles. Listen, you've got my details. Yeah. Um, would you keep yeah. in touch? Yeah, and yeah. I, I'd I'd love to have you come on again at a later date, and and, yeah. and if we get any updates on Max, and, that'd be uh, great. And um, the, te- the technique involved with what happened to Max will be described by Sarah Adams on stage. It'll be uploaded on the Basis Project on YouTube, and you can watch it and see see what. Okay, the, the, the website is thebasisproject.org. If people yeah, want to go and have a look, uh, I need a webmaster. It's in chaos. So apart from that, everything's fine. <laughs>
If any webmasters are out there that want to help Miles out, then um, send very me an talented. email. Lots of time available and very cheap. <laughs> yeah, cheap, that's the, that's the deal. No change there. Miles, um, I've really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much for your time. The main thing is we got him back. He's not here yet, so the story ends happily. Okay. Brilliant, Miles. I'll speak to you again soon, mate. Take care. Cheerio. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Um, Miles Johnston. The main thing is we got him back. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. I know it's a little bit unusual for uh, look at I mean you, you can you can if you're looking on Periscope look at all the notes I've jotted down there listening there to Miles. Um I hope I'm sure Howard won't think we're encroaching on his territory. In fact, now is an excellent time to plug Howard Hughes's show on a Sunday night, ten o'clock. If you liked us speaking to Miles, it's all kind of stuff out that's out there, man. Sunday night, ten o'clock, Howard Hughes, um, and it's not something we do very often. But as you know, recently I've changed my attitude towards ghosts. In the last six months or so, I've gone from thinking they don't exist to thinking, well, maybe there's something. Um, and what's interesting, talking to someone like Miles, is the conviction with which he speaks. He believes everything he's just said. And I've got some people on Twitter going, Ian, everything he said on you, everything he said to you, is available to be discovered on the internet. So there are listeners listening who buy that stuff. I think I buy some of that stuff. I think I buy some of that stuff. I mean, the Nazi bell, the Nazi flying saucer. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Why not? I'm going to order that book. Um, listen, guys, you can call in about what you've just heard, and we can talk about that. Um, or you can call in and do your usual nonsense. It's a Friday night. Do you know what I mean? It, it, we can talk about anything you want to talk about. 0844 499 1000. We call you back between now and 12. Then after 12, it's um, straight to air. Um, let's go to Wilson before the news. Evening, Wilson. Hi, Ian. Hey, man. What did, what, what did you think of um, what Miles was talking about? Oh, I didn't get to hear that. Sorry. What, what, what do you mean you didn't get to hear it? Where were you? I was drawing Sands and Papyrus. Unbelievable. What you got for us then? Um, it's my birthday tomorrow. Oh, well, happy birthday for tomorrow. Oh, thank you. I can't believe it was a year ago you made me very, very happy. It was, a, well, but let me just couch that, guys, in that I invited him to come in and produce the show for a day, and he did a better job amazing. than um, Catherine could ever do. <laughs> yeah, it was good, it was, it was fun, that. amazing. It was fun. What are you doing for your birthday? Oh, uh, we don't know. Oh. Oh, I bet, I oh, we maybe. We going to Alton Towers. Yay! Alton Towers! That'd be fun. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, luckily, I'm on half-term after, um, after this weekend. Have you been drinking? You're very you're very sluggish in your speech today. No, Ian. You, you sure? Yep. Okay. I'm only 11 tomorrow. Well it, does, well, it doesn't matter, you know, back in my day. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> well, I hope you have a wonderful day, Wilson. Oh, thanks, Ian. Nice one. You're not getting a present from me, if that's what you're, you're, you're hanging no, out for. Yeah, yeah. All right, man, listen, enjoy your day. Um, that reminds me. Thank you, Wilson. Enjoy your day. Uh, was it Alton Towers, the Smiler, the event where they're... they're have you seen the pictures of the, the people that have dressed up as um, the Smiler 
victims for Halloween. It's like six people. Where is it? I've got. Um, I wrote it down in one of my papers. Um, the Sun. I wrote it down in the Sun, page fifteen. Jamie and Jim, I'm going to come to you after the news. So um, settle back for a bit, so you get a fair crack of the whip. Um, victims of the Alton Towers smile a roller coaster crash yesterday slammed drunk students who dressed as survivors for a sick pub crawl. They wore fake amputated legs and homemade harnesses and called themselves the Seven Legless. I mean, uh, uh, it's funny, I was thinking about um, inappropriate fancy dress costumes today when I was at home. I don't know why. But I remember last year, maybe the year before, there was a fulori because you could buy Jimmy Savile Halloween costumes. And um, today I kind of thought, do you remember those Jimmy Savile Halloween costumes? Actually, I think that's all right. I think that's an all right, and I know it's, a, it's probably a slightly controversial thing to say, but dressing up as Jimmy Savile for Halloween, I get the joke. I get the joke. You know, I do the voice sometimes. I get the joke. All right. Now, not not funny for the hundreds of people who he um, sexually abused. Not funny, perhaps, for some other people who, who, who may have been sexually abused. But I get the joke, dressing up as Jimmy Savile. You know, I can imagine being at a party and going, oh, Steve's dressed up as Savile. I can get, I get it. But dressing up as these people, because these are like real people. Huh? These are real people they're dressing up as. It's a bit weird. We'll talk about that and more uh, after the news. Jamie, you'll be first, then Jim, and then it could be you, dear listener. Now is an excellent time to call. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. We can talk about this smile of costume as well. And whatever you fancy, if you just want to phone up and be an idiot. Do you know what I mean? I'm Ian Lee. It's talk radio. What, What more do you expect? Across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk radio. We have ways of making you talk. Talk radio. Well, I've just ordered that book about the 16 super soldiers by um, John Irwin. I shall tweet the link if you're um, interested. And, um, yeah, I'll have a little look at that. 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number. It's Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. And I suppose you want me to tell you all about my time too? Well, there was Waving, greeting, hello, meeting Bye-bye, closing, wagging, dozing, eating, sleeping Fetching, sketching, painting, stretching, gluing, chewing Sticking up and wiping round Washing up and slushing down Then there was Hugging, squishing, walking, pushing Dancing, dusting, shading, choosing, talking, Thank you, Granny Murray. I enjoyed that. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. So, um, yeah, yeah these—I mean, <laughs> these people dressing up. As, uh, I mean, I—I I get the joke of dressing up as the people that are on the Smiler ride, but you kind of think that but they were real people. And then Savile did stuff to real people, but I, th- there's a difference there somehow. There's kind of a difference. And also, I suspect that the the, the, the um, victims of the Smiler ride um, only slammed the drunk students after the newspaper got in touch with them and said, "Hey guys, have you seen this? Bet you'd like to slam this, wouldn't you?" 
They pose with pints in hand as they mock those injured in the crash in June last year. John Pugh, 20, was among 16 people hurt when the Smiler ride ploughed into another broken-down carriage at 90 miles per hour. Student Joe tweeted, How awful and disrespectful can people get? Disgusting. It is It is pretty, you know, it is pretty inappropriate, isn't it? Pretty inappropriate. Um, the students were taking part in Nottingham University's seven-legged pub crawl. In 2012, students at the event were blasted. Oh, here we go. In 2012, students at the event were blasted for dressing up as Jimmy Savile at the height of the scandal over the pedo DJ. I don't think I have a problem with people dressing up as Jimmy Savile for Halloween. I wouldn't be bold enough to do it myself. I could understand why it would cause offence. I wouldn't dress up... I, I, I think that probably dressing up as, as these, these poor people, poor kids that are on this ride, I think that's probably is um, uh, is tasteless. And, and, and the bad kind of tasteless. Not the, you know, the fun, good kind of tasteless. Um, but then they say... Last night, a spokesman for the Students' Union said the costume was not intended to reference the tragedy on the Smiler roller coaster. Um, um, well, what else is it meant to... I, I don't know. I mean, it's a good costume. They've put a lot of time and effort into it. It's, it's, a, it's a cracking costume. You can see them there if you're watching on Periscope. Oh, yeah, if you watch on Periscope, you get pictures and stuff. Yes, you're right. Making fun out of the it's making fun out of the victims rather than out of a villain. Um, in, in this instance, um, Jamie's on the line. Good evening, Jamie. Good morning. Hey, Jamie, what you got for us? Um, not much. Oh, just, just thought I'd give you a call. That's and, um, awkward. But never mind. We can work around that. <laughs> we can work around that. Have you, what have you been drinking? Um, smoke. Smoking. Jesus. Uh. uh Wow, you've been re- you've been having a heavy night. It's only five minutes past eleven on a Friday, and you're trolleyed. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. That, now you're getting paranoid because I can I can see into your. I'm a super soldier, man. I'm an interdimensional soldier. I know exactly what you've been um, imbibing this evening. It's fr- um, freaked you out. No it? comment. Yeah, it's freaked you out, isn't it? A little bit para. A little bit. Get a little bit para. How's he know that? Yeah, a little bit. Enjoy, enjoy it. Enjoy. You got the fear. Enjoy the fear. Enjoy the fear. I'm embracing it. Don't embrace the fear. Breathe, breathe deep, my friend. Uh, We've all been young. We've all done. uh, We've all uh, got a little bit tipsy on a Friday and phoned up a radio station. It's how I started out in radio. Was getting drunk and phoning up radio stations. No, never before in my life. You never done it before. No. No. It's um. uh, It's a straight. It's weird. You get nervous, don't you? Very. Yeah, I know, and it's nuts. I mean, I'm not very comfortable on the telephone anyway. I don't really like phoning people up. I much prefer texts and Same. emails. But um, phoning a radio station, which I have done, I haven't done it for a while, is like it's like it's like super nervous. It's weird. Yeah. Do you not it's like really do, do you not like making phone calls normally? No. No, I used to have to do it as a customer service rep. Oh. And ever since, just. Not my bag. Did really. you did you have a bad experience on the phone, or it's just there's just something irrational about it? Both. Yeah. What was hang on? Well, what was the bad experience? Oh, I can't I can't really go into that on the radio, but it was bad. Yeah. What was it? Was it a customer? Yes. What tore you a new one? 
uh, and then some, yeah. Uh, had you, uh, you don't mention the company, and uh, had you done anything wrong? Um, no, I just refused to give them uh, a discount that they wanted that I wasn't authorised to give them. Um, but then they went mental. Kind of, yes. Effing and jeffing and shouting and screaming at you. And then some, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward silence. Yeah, no, I'm trying to I'm trying to imagine what could be worse than that. Well did they threaten to kill you? Um they threatened to punch me in the face. Hey come hey. on guys. This is the thing. Let's not let's not be rude to the people on the phones. Yes, they are the ambassador of the company, but also they're prob I imagine you were um on minimum wage. Um, I don't even know if I was on that. Yeah, exactly. Honest. You know, these people yeah. on the phones, I know it's frustrating and stuff, and I've done it in the past. I, listen, I was look, I've been having a long, hard look at my life, Jamie, and uh, I, I was, I've been a dick in my life, surprisingly, um, and I'm kind, of, I'm kind of working on that. And, and in my not-too-distant past, I've, I've shouted at people on the phones, but you, no, one, no one wins. Uh, the, and the last few times I did it, and it was, a couple, it was a few years ago, but the last few times I did it, I actually pho- phoned back. And apologised for my behaviour because I said, look, you know, it was inappropriate. That's nice. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, the, the the trick is to not get to that point where you have to phone up and apologise. And I haven't done it for quite a few years, so I'm 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 learning as a human being, Jamie. That's all we can do. Well, um, props to you for that one. Well, it's a big thing I learned was to apologise, but I've still got a lot of people I need to apologise to. Um, but um, what you got planned this weekend, Jamie? Um, I'm going to watch Black Mirror on Netflix. That's my weekend. Now, this is the Charlie Brooker, pro- Brooker program. Charlie Brooker, who promised to come on the show and then never replied to our emails. Thanks, Charles. What a dick. Um, but I, now, and this is this was on Channel Four, wasn't it, for two series, and it's just gone yeah. to Netflix. I've never seen Black Mirror because I don't really watch TV now, and I, 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 maybe it's something I've missed. I'd be keen to know because I've watched a couple of my favourite programs have gone from um, normal television to Netflix. The only one I can think of at the moment is um, Mr. Show with Bob Odenkirk and David... Bob and David. What's David's last name? Um, David Cross. Um, And they did a series called Mr. Show years ago, and Mm -hmm. they'll be better known as the guy from Arrested Development and the guy from Better Call Saul. And then they did a show on, on, on Netflix, and there were some funny bits in it, Including a really, strangely for an American show, a very funny bit about um, Jimmy Savile in heaven. It was, I mean, it was incredible. But um, it didn't look as good. It looked, it looked a little bit cheaper. Yeah, I know what you mean. You, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. And I wonder, because um, I've been hearing a lot of reviews about Black Mirror, I wonder if, if, if fans of it who know it will think the I've same wa- thing. Watched, well, I watched the first one and it was great. But. Um, is there a uh, but? I, ha- I haven't seen the. There's there's like six to watch, so I've got another five. And did it? Pipeline. How does it compare with the Channel Four ones? Well, the Channel Four ones, I guess most of the actors were British, and Jamie, where's he gone? Is he so drunk that he's pressed the mute button on his phone? Jamie, Jamie, we can't hear you. If you're talking to me, we ca- we cannot... Where's he gone? He's gone. On the night that we have a conspiracy theorist on, 
on the day that Twitter has been crashed for the last five, six hours, we lose a new caller. <laughs> oh, dude, this is some freaky shit. Don't worry, we've you know we'll speak to Jamie another day. I'm, I'm happy to uh, to leave it there. Um, oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes, Jim. That's what happens if you start talking about uh, Channel Four when they're not when the uh, the big wigs are listening. They'll just cut you off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the, whoever the head of Channel Four is now, it's Jay. Yeah, they're start listening now to this, going, "Oh, yeah. the ideas are being spilled." Yeah, yeah. The they 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 they're monitoring. Uh, they're monitoring talk radio, and they are cutting people off. Yes. Uh, I always thought that uh, I liked Charlie Brooker and I liked um, his original ideas with the um, Unversions. Did you ever see that? No. The first thing he did. The first thing he did was Unversions, and I, I remember picking up on Unversions. What's it called? I, 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 I was it, what, what word? You're saying a word and I can't hear it. What word are you saying? Unversions. Unversions. So, Unversions. Yeah, Unversions. It was like uh, stupid ideas. Like, uh, inventions. All right. A bit like, um, um, one of those catalogues that comes through your door that has. Oh, like, okay, you know, okay, okay. Feet. Yeah, yeah, so innovations. They, yes. they were all like a, a, a stumbling, um, faceless boy yeah. to scare away burglars and things like that. They were, they were funny. Uh, so I got that book, uh, and then I, I remember from PC World, if you remember PC, uh, PC Zone. No, he was, he worked in, uh, well, he worked in in Computer Exchange, yeah, didn't he? PC, and then he well, wrote that, video yeah, game PC reviews. Zone. Yeah. yeah, PC Zone. Yeah, I remember that being a good magazine and going, all right, that's good reviews, and it was always Charlie. Um, and then um, I really liked... Um, that first series he did, I can't remember what it was. What was the um, oh, the zombie thing? Oh yeah, the zombie. Yeah, but no, dead- before the zombie thing. Because the zombie thing was dead set, where it was the zombies in the Big Brother house. Yeah, that, that was, was brilliant. Zombie Davina McCall. That, huh? There was something before. Well, there was screen wipes, think- wasn't there? Was that a TV series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it? No, you're right. No, there was something before that. There was no. I, I know he does his um, his screen wipe thing, but there was something that was more of a, a fantasy thing that he did before the Big Brother thing. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I can't think. Someone of that. will know. I like that. I like the Big thing, and I like the fact that he got Davina McCall to do some stupid stuff. Uh, but I just think that he he. I don't like the actors he uses. <laughs> Come on, this Hang on. <laughs> you don't like the actors he uses? Yeah, he uses bad actors. I always think, like, when I watch it, I always think, oh, it's well written, and then I watch it and go, oh, that guy can't act. Yeah. It's bad acting. And, oh, well. and, uh, a lot of it's probably Charlie writing street um, speak yeah. for an actor. You know, like, uh, Joe Cornish did that film with the... Oh, be- Attack the Block. Yeah, that's good, that yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah, it is a good film, but the the stuff that he wrote for the guy of Star Wars, uh, John Boyega, is he called? Oh, is he in that? Yeah, he's in that. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. But all his stuff is, yo, man, which is, uh, I just think, oh, this is You're telling me that it. young black people don't speak <laughs> like that all the time? Well, you know, I know quite a few young black people, and they definitely what? don't. Say ting instead of ting. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Do you know, I, I don't think next. I've ever heard anyone say ting in real life, only on the no. telly. Oh, perhaps an older black gentleman. 
perhaps in, in a, some kind of... Uh, if you're black and you've ever said the word ting toast. in real life, call me now, 08444991000. No, like a toast, like a reggae toast, like, you know, we're doing this and ting. Yeah. That, that might happen. Yeah. But when he's saying, pass me that thing, he definitely doesn't say ting. Okay. I don't uh, think so. Okay. Well, that's us. Uh, and we... John Boyega... Yeah. Looked weird because he had to say ting. I'm not saying that he definitely said ting. We didn't. So, can, Catherine, can you put a, a phone call to John Boyega and ask him if he's ever said ting in, in, in anything that isn't can, a film or a TV show? Do you think we can draw a line under this in the next sort of 35 minutes? We probably ought to. John. Yes. Uh, Jim, what did you call him for? I don't know. Oh. Yeah, it was nothing to do with this. <laughs> no idea. Well, no, um, this is what I kind of like. This is, you know, what I like about this show um, <laughs> is that it is, as, as, as I said to Miranda, sorry, it, it is a drop-in centre for the lost, the lonely, the bewildered, the stoned and the drunk. The you weak, know. the weak. The we- and the weak, <laughs> you know. And the, 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 you and the, the last three calls have been about absolutely nothing whatsoever. Beautiful. You wouldn't get on with LBC. You have to, to get on yeah, LBC what, now. The new Nintendo Switch. Oh, oh well, I've, I don't because Jonathan's on the line. He want to talk about that. Oh, to get on LBC these days, and I know I've tried. You've got to answer. Um, they, you phone up. You say I want to speak to um, Ian Collins about Brexit, and they say, "Okay." It's not so bright, is there? We're gonna. Right? There, no, there is. They make you breathe oh, down the phone to see how uh, <laughs> how drunk you are, and then they email you a th- four-page quiz that you have to answer. You have to get seventy-eight percent of the answers right before they'll even consider phoning you back. It's a well, nightmare. This is why it works, isn't it? It's a nightmare, Jim. It's absolutely bloody ridiculous. Do you remember, Ian? Um, Radiant Silvergun. <laughs> oh, for goodness sakes. Thanks for calling, Jim. Are you drunk Thanks again? No, not, not this time, no. You, why not, are you slurring your words? Up, Jim called up before to talk about Radiant Silvergun. He doesn't remember the phone call. That's how drunk he was. Yeah, but it's a good game. Yes, it is. Thanks very much indeed. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on talk radio. We have ways of making you talk. Interesting evening. Uh, we've spoken to Miles Johnson about the death of Max Spears, and um, it's really divided you on Twitter and on Periscope, and loads of people were saying he was a nutter. Loads of people saying, oh, it's brilliant. At last, the truth on the MSM. And a few of you saying, I should have gone in harder and gone in for the kill. Um, Yeah, I could have questioned him harder about, you know, quite often I would say, well, how do you know this? Well, I know this because I know it. But I really enjoyed listening to him, actually. And we're not the BBC. Um, You know... I, I don't have to do that kind of forensic questioning um, with every guest. And um, did I get brainwashed? Someone is uh, someone is asking on, on Periscope. Maybe I did. You know, maybe I did. But I found him charming and I found him um, captivating. I was captivated by the stories he had to tell. Um, and I'd really like to get him on again on a lover, uh, 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 another date. 
And he said, lover then, because I'm I'm doing the thing. If, if the word is printed in front of me, I, I say it. And I was halfway through saying a word, and then I was reading something on Periscope, and it, I got all confused. There's a Freudian slit. Click. Uh, slip. Oh, wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number. Has he brainwashed you into loving him? Yes, that's exactly what he's done. Uh, we call you back for the next 40 minutes, then it's called straight to air after midnight. Jonathan! Hello. What kind of cake? I don't feel like cake. I want a smoked bacon sandwich. Oh, you... Does it taste like food? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to lose weight, Jonathan. I weighed myself two nights ago. I've crossed the threshold. I'm now 16 stone, one pound. It's the first time I've ever been over 16 stone. First time, I've, uh, and I've been hovering around it for a while. And it turns out that by just cutting back on chocolate a tiny bit and still eating loads of crap, you still put on weight. So as of today, Jonathan... I'm off the chocolate, I'm off the bread, I'm off the pasta, I'm off the lattes, and I'm going to be walking a whole lot more, because I need to lose some weight, boy. I need to get back to fighting weight. I need to get back to loving weight. Mm. Don't sound convinced that I've ever been at loving weight. Just drink lots of tea, you'll lose the weight soon enough. Well, no. You don't lose weight by drinking tea. You have to do other things... To, I mean, admittedly, tea is not particularly full of calories, but you, you, you won't lose weight just by drinking tea. I'll give it a try. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll try that for the next three months, and I'll see how I get on. What you got for us, Jonathan? I just wanted to say how much I enjoyed the first hour. I think it's the best interview you've done. Hang on a minute, sorry. Just, Jonathan, could you just bear with me a second? Is that all right? Yeah. Ed, Ed. Um, Hi. Can you... Have we got any more headphones around? Because I think these ones are broken. I'm having trouble hearing what Jonathan's saying. Is it... Is it what, what's happening? Is it that it's not coming through? Or is, has it got one of those filters on it where you... Where it... I thought Jonathan just said that he enjoyed the first hour of this show. And that... I, I know that he can't have said that. So it's got to be the headphones, well, isn't it? Well, I thought I heard that too, which means I think the speakers in here are, are screwed as well, which might be... Send an email to Denny. I'll, I'll email we'll Denny We'll get this and sorted out. We'll get it sorted. Um, Jonathan, sorry, there's something... We're having a technical issue here. I, I could have sworn you said you liked... The first hour of the show. No, it did. In fact, um... What? Uh, what the heck? What the heck is going on? What the heck is going on with the... What? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And some oh. of what you said correlated with um, what a guest said a couple of months ago on um, Howard Hughes' show. The Howard Hughes Bullshine Show, sponsored by Pure Bullshine. Um... Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was really interesting. I don't know how much of it I believed. I certainly believed some of it, um, I, 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 and um, it, it was really tricky to get him to answer the question about why Max was in Poland. But we got there. I thought he was very engaging in the way he told his story. Yeah, I think, I think people in Eastern Europe, like Poland, Hungary, are more open to the esoteric than we are. In well, when he said that the Polish audiences were really into what he was saying, the people that go to these events 
would be really in to what he's saying. It's not as if he was, you know, um, just going on Polish TV or walking down the streets and people were saying, Miles, Miles, tell us about, um, you know, the the Super 16 soldiers. People were paying to go and see these talks in Poland. So they would be, just as, as, as people in this country would be who paid to go and see this, the odds are they would already believe in it, wouldn't they? Yeah, but I think uh, when you look at Eastern Europe, they suffered under the yoke of communism for 50 years where knowledge was suppressed and rumour ran rampant. So are you so sa- they're probably more open to well, conspiracy theories. I hear what you're saying. It, it could be, this is actually uh, genuinely. You've come with, Jonathan said he liked the first hour of the show, and he's come up with an interesting point. Um, you're right. The suppression of information by a communist r- 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 regime could mean that people are more open to it, or it could also mean that it's kind of like. It's kind of like their middle ages, if you know what I mean, in that the, the, they are behind the rest of Western society where information has not been suppressed. Um, and they're, they're still kind of getting used to, you know, they believe everything well, they read online. I, I think that's a bit of a Westo-centric view. Well. I think uh, who's, our media is certainly uh, uh, no better than the communist media. Well, it is better than uh, the communist we, I mean, we, media. So the man I mean, who poke fun at the North Koreans yes. for uh, making a fuss over the death of Kim Jong Il, but we're just the same with some celebrity or some uh, uh, big uh, social justice uh, news story. Well, I don't think people poked fun at them for for mourning the death of their leader, did they? Uh, well, we there are, there the are more things you can. Fun. There are there are more uh, bigger things you can poke fun of. But I, I, are you suggesting that North Korea's media is more open than ours? Now, ours is no, flawed. No, I, I, what I'm suggesting is that our media is just as uh, corrupt and pro- uh, propagandized as the North Koreans. I think when they're in no position to throw stones. When well, it's not ours, though, is it? Just the same. It's not. I mean, it's 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 more open. Than the North Koreas. Okay, for example, but I under, but I get that that our media is flawed, you know. But but um, you, you will every day you can open a newspaper and you will find a story criticizing the prime minister. You, you wouldn't get that in North Korea, would you? No, you wouldn't. But we have a, our 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 methods are a little more uh, subversive. Uh, we we try and recondition the nature of reality on a more subtle level than the North Koreans. Yeah, it's it, it sort of sort of um, well. It, I, 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 it brings me to your point about what you were saying about uh, Jimmy Savile. I yes. think you're absolutely right on that. I think it's important to mock Jimmy Savile and Adolf Hitler and all these nasty people because by doing that, you take away their power. You you make people less afraid of them, and there's nothing more emasculating than to uh, poke fun at uh, some big bad wolf, yeah. uh, whether real or imagined. So uh, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. All right, Jonathan. Listen, um, thanks for calling in. I, I appreciate the fact you enjoyed the first hour of the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see more of it. Yeah, well, we, we, we're going to get Miles back at some point, I, uh, hopefully. Thank you, Jonathan. What the hell is going on with the world? I've just shown um, the people on Periscope a very, very um, rude email I've received. 
I mean, very, very rude. I've taken a picture of it to send to my friend Scott. Um, I can't. I don't have to forward it to you. It's on this. It's on the phone box system. It's from Scouse Frank. <laughs> That's the kind of emails we get, guys. If you want to email the show, you can do. If you go to the um, Talk Radio website, talkradio.co.uk, um, there's a contact the show button somewhere. Um, and if you click on that, it, it comes up on that little computer screen that um, I was showing there. Um, everybody this hour, it, here we go. You talk about conspiracy theories. Everybody this hour that has got on the air, their name begins with the letter J. Jamie? Jim, Jonathan, and coming up after the break, Johnny. What the hell is going on? Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Johnny! Hello? Over. Johnny! Hello, it's Johnny here. That's why I'm saying Johnny. Give me that, give me that. On, you're on, you're on. Hey, listen, look, um, so I've been listening to that conversation. I, I have to be honest, I, I thought it was ringing talk sport, but I, obviously I got the wrong phone line. And, well, this, is, um, this, sums, this sums up the talk sport listener, I think, quite well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. In that they phoned they phone the wrong radio station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey! hey. I, I was ringing about Chelsea Man United. You're but thinking about what? To talk, talk, Johnny, uh, slow, slow down and talk clearly, because you, you, you're talking to someone who's got some intelligence as opposed to those two uh, soccer mo- uh, monkeys. So go on, what have you got? Okay, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I was bringing up about the Chelsea Man United game on, uh, on Sunday, but I did hear your last caller talking about uh, North Korea and, and someone who's travelled very well and been to North Korea twice. Um, I don't know, I have a clue what he's going on about. Oh, yeah, well, where did you go to in North Korea? Uh, oh, I don't know, some some nice town. Yeah, what's the capital of North Korea? Uh, I, don't, I don't Well, you've know. never been... Why Why are you lying about going to North Korea? <laughs> I, I just wanted to be on the radio, to be honest. Well, but, you, but it just goes to show what an idiot you are. You phoned up the wrong... Yeah, fo- yeah, you phoned yeah, up the yeah, wrong yeah. radio yeah, station, yeah, yeah, but, and then but, and you were on the radio, and then you're pretending yeah, know, you've been know, to know, North Korea. You're getting pwned, mate. You're getting destroyed. You're being destroyed, Johnny. You can't even phone up the right radio station, you muppet. Yeah, but you're the idiot giving us the platform, in not you? What about Italy? No, I, I, do, I do a phoning show where anybody can phone up and get on. You're the idiot. Oh, you're the idiot. Yeah. You're Johnny's mate. You're not even Johnny. Oh, Johnny's sorry, not even your that. real name. You're called Darren, because I heard you say Darren, you do it. You phoned up the wrong radio station. How thick is that? Well, Darren is pretty stupid, to be fair. Darren is a muppet. You sound much more intelligent than Darren. What are you doing hanging out with Darren for? Darren needs to have some friends, doesn't he? No, he doesn't. Darren doesn't need any friends. Dump Darren. What's your name, my friend? My name's Jim. No, it's not! (laughs) Tell me your real name! (laughs) It's Jim. No, it's not, you liar. Uh, Give it back to Darren, the, the king muppet. Yeah, King of the idiots. Darren and Johnny are 
Absolute muppets. That's what Darren and Johnny are. They're idiots. And that, dear listener, sums up the kind of muppet and fool that listens to talk sport. They can't even... How did you get the wrong number, you prune? You say that. They don't even know how to phone up the radio station that they're listening to, even when they give out the number. Isn't that your... Good night. Enjoyed that. We'll keep them on the line, see how long they stay there for. Oh dear, what was that about? How can you how can you phone up the wrong radio station? How thick have you got to be to phone up the, I mean, I, I could go next door and, and knock on Andy and Jason's um window and say, We got two call, got a caller for you. But um I don't. I, I think they deserve better than that. I think they deserve better than that. Absolute prime example of what's wrong with this country. There, in that phone call. Do you want to know what's wrong with it, country? This is what's wrong with it. You still there, boys? Yeah, yeah, we're still here. They're hanging on! I just destroyed them! And they're hanging on the line. That's why we're leaving Europe. That's why Britain is broken. It's these guys. Guys? What do you mean? What do you mean? There we go. You're still there. They won't go. They won't go. Pretending they're called Johnny. Pretending they've been to North Korea. I mean... You know when you know that the first question was going to be, "Well, whereabouts did you go in North Korea?" Ah, some city. Listen, come back on there. Give me an honest. Uh, tell me what were you talking about? Because I missed the topic. <laughs> and uh, I'll give... who's he talking to? Because I'm not listening. <laughs> who's he talking to? He's having a conversation with himself. I'm talking to you, and you're giving me good answers, so I'll stay all night, to be fair. Like, you know, I'm having time in my life, to be honest. It sounds like it, doesn't it? Well, if he wants to stay there all night, fine by me. If you want to talk to uh, Johnny, 0844-499-1000 is the um, telephone number. Now, where's today's um, clown story? Today's clown story is in the... It's we've still got another week of this, haven't we? Halloween is kind of in a week's time, so we've still got another week of this. My Minder the Clown, I don't get is that a joke? Bodyguard advice as public hit back. Now you've got to remember this whole story about clowns. It's still there. Is made up. There have been no killer clown attacks at all, right? Clowns are being told... How much footage have you seen of killer clowns running around this country, guys? How much have you seen? None. Because it's not happening. It is not happening. Clowns are being told to hire bodyguards as pranksters step up their killer clown antics towards Halloween. Step it up from nothing to nothing. Are you... Can I... Am I I still on there, or or can I... No. The World Clown Association has issued a list of safety tips to avoid the public's anger. 
<laughs> I'm angry that this story keeps going on. It warns. This is the, the WCA, the World Clown Association. Okay, This is their advice to clowns. It warns. If travelling to an event, you may want to have a plainclothes bodyguard to help you avoid negative confrontations. Some clowns are so scared, the clowns are scared. What the hell? Some clowns are so scared that they're turning down work until after Halloween when the craze is expected to subside. The mania claimed another UK victim after schoolgirl Suzanne North sprinted for half a mile through a park to escape one of the Jokers. The 11-year-old was in the appropriately named Fear Park. Uh, When a man dressed... Up as a clown, jumped from a tree. Suzanne said there was a stick line by the tree. I tried to whack the clown. I was thinking, oh my God, what's going on? I was a little bit scared. It's not fun. That never happened. Oh, they've gone! They've gone! They've put the phone down! If you're a new caller, I don't normally speak to callers like that, but they were just so thick that I just had to... Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Shh. What Jason, the next caller, doesn't realise is we know it's Darren and Johnny calling back in. Let's see how far it goes. Let's go to Jason. Evening, Jason. Evening. Hey, how's it going? Are you yeah, right? fine, thanks, Jason. What what can we do for you this... Oh, Jason, just one second. Hang on. So we know it's Darren and Johnny calling back, but he doesn't know we know that. <laughs> Jason, uh, where about are you calling from, Jason? I'm calling from Twickenham. How are you doing? You're Twickenham. Right? Excellent stuff, Jason. Lovely. What you got for us, mate? Uh, basically, I'm going on about the Killer Clown like, uh, business. And basically, my, uh, my uh, brother-in-law is a clown, and uh, it's affecting his business. Um, he hasn't had any business in the last three weeks since the clip, killer clown business come out. Um, everything, think, everyone thinks it's a bit of a pedo. Yeah. Bit of yeah. It's affected him. And I, I just don't think it's right, you know. Yeah, I understand that the, you know, the Americans are going around beating up clowns and everything. And it's all very funny, ha, 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 beating up a clown. But, yeah. you know... It's not, know, it's not funny, it, is it? It's, it's livelihood, you know. Yeah. How much money does he, does he reckon he's... he's um, just just hang on one second, Jason. Sorry, I've oh, been an email thing. Jason doesn't know that we know it's actually Darren and Johnny calling back. <laughs> How much money do you reckon he's lost for, from, from all this work being cancelled? Oh, I don't know, about a tenner. Probably about 10, 10 to £20, but, you know, yeah. like, you know, you know Still he lives comes, in a cardboard box. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, uh, it's a lot of money, isn't it? Uh, we love your show. Well, yeah, we love your show. By the way, like you know, what's, um, just remind me. What's just remind me? So, hang on a second, um, Jason. What's my name? I, I I don't know. I don't pay that much attention. No. Can I speak to Darren? <laughs> yeah. Oh, hold on, Darren. Here you go. 
mate. You absolute prune. Is that the best you and your mates can do? Really? Is that the best you can do? You've got a national radio station, and the best you can do is pretend you've been to North Korea, and then pretend that your brother-in-law is a clown. Is that really? Is that really the best you can do? You make me want to puke. I was doing prank calls before you were born, and they had wit. They had colour. They had imagination and intelligence to them. They would often end on a swear word that I'd snuck in because the host wasn't paying attention because I'd won them round. You guys, you're wasting an opportunity. Uh, my mum my, my told me not to swear on nothing name public. So amateurs. Absolute amateurs. You've let your, uh, well, you've let, well, 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 your mum down. You've let the audience down. You've let yourselves down. You've let down a long, noble line of prank callers. People have died to be able to phone up a radio station and pretend to be a Swedish fisherman. People have, have fought in wars so they could phone up radio stations and pretend that they were going to be on stars in their eyes as Ronan Keating from Boyzone. And the best you Muppets can do is pretend you've been to North Korea and not even realise when the fader is down so you keep talking despite the fact no one can hear what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can hear us. It's alright, mate. It's right. no, no one cares about North Korea. It's all about South Korea, so don't worry about it. You, you make me weep. I was going to say sick, but you don't make me sick. You make me weep. This guy's the best. You, you I am the best. Oh, you got something right, buddy. You got something right. I am the best. And you have strayed into my territory. And you have failed miserably. Hashtag fail. Hashtag lols. Hashtag bells. Yes. Hashtag bell. Yes. Yes. Hello? pathetic pathetic pitiful absolutely embarrassing i'd expect more from a bunch of 12 year olds awful absolutely awful you can talk away you don't realize the fader is down and no one can hear you that's how bad you are broken britain guys right there right now right here on talk radio (laughs) hello hello Sorry, we won. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. You just started going, you love it. Hello? Oh, you lonely. I think he was upset about, again, sorry? He was upset about your North Korea comment. Am I talking to myself here? Yeah. Just shut it, pal. Who are you? Oh, are you all, Paul? Hi, Paul. What are you Hello, beefing Paul. on about? Huh? What are you beefing on about? I don't know. We, we, we were talking about North Korea and clowns, and now we're talking about some idiots that are prank calling your show. Can we, we get, get a word in it, Raria? 
Huh? Did we get a word in Edgeware here? Who's, and who's we? Have all won? Who's, who's we? Who's that? Hello? Yes? Is on what is this Just shut it, pal. What? Why? Why? Are you real? Why are you being aggressive for? We're not aggressive. Who the hell is Ginger Baker? Who? Who the hell is Ginger Baker? Ginger Baker? I like the mooshy peas. Let me talk to him. Are you real? Hello. 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 Look, listen, you're talking to Darren who called up first. Give me a this topic and I'll talk to you. Give me, give me talk to you about it. The guzzler. We want to be your friend. We don't want to make enemies of you. We like to oh, share the garden. No, no, no. All, all, all seriousness, my name's not, my name's Darren. I'm calling from uh, West London. Twickenham. Who's that? And I, and I have. Uh, pardon? Who's that? This is Darren. This is who called up first. Who? Who you? Yeah. Am I talking to myself here? No, you're, you're talking to Darren. Are you real? I, I am real, yeah. Please don't go. Listen, look, look. Please I, I, don't admittedly, go. Admittedly, no, no, listen. Admittedly, we rang Just up. shut it, pal. Pardon? Just shut it, pal. I, I don't understand what that means. Flipping it. I, I don't understand what that means either. Yeah, I know it is now. I, I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand what you're trying to get. At. What are you yeah, beefing there. on about? I don't know. Give me a topic, and I'll, I'll give you. Dear, an dear, dear. What a radio program this is. I listen. Look, look, look. We admittedly we rang up as a prank, but now if you give me a topic, I'll give you an answer. I watch Question Time. <laughs> oh yeah. I watch Question Time. Listen, I watched it last night as well. And I, I had a lot of answers for the, um, I agreed a lot with the Greek guy. Yes, Alan? I, uh, I was wondering, is it set to air at midnight? Carrick, you got I mean, that's what we're dealing with, idiots who don't even know when they're talking to recordings. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> we'll leave them there for a little bit, shall we? Let's go to, um, Sam. Evening, Sam. 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 Hello. 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 Come off speakerphone, for goodness sakes. Sorry. Speakerphone is awful. Sorry. That's all right. What you got for us, Sam? I just want to talk to you. Um, Become a... Oh, God, the feedback is really bad. Hang on. The the tear gas? (laughs) I wish. No, the feedback... Okay. Well, uh, well, we'll turn your whatever listening device off that you have, or move away from it. Mm, then my phone. Everything else is off. Hang on a minute. If I do this, sometimes this clears the line. Is that better? Is that better? Um, mm, I can still hear myself. Is, hang on a minute. Is is that better? No. No. No, I can still hear myself. Oh well. Oh well, never mind, hey. Oh well, never mind. What's what's what? What's wrong, Sam? You sound a bit down. Down? Oh no, 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 not no, at all. Hey, what? Hey, what's right, Sam? You sound really up. <laughs> <laughs> like up, 
Upside down. What, what, what have you got for us? Nothing interesting. Oh. Just like you. Big fan. Well, Want to talk to you? Thank you, thank you, Sam. You're very kind. Um, <laughs> uh, whereabouts in the United Kingdom are you calling us from? In Surrey. From Surrey? Oh, very posh. Mm, oh yes, oh yes. Yes, yes, yes. And what? And what are you doing this evening then? Why are you? Why are you listening to this rubbish at ten to midnight on a Friday night? Well, we don't normally. We normally listen to it on podcast. Oh, <laughs> who's? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's that in the background? <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah, who's, I, all <laughs> Beyonce. 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 He's your fan. He's your. He's your oh. biggest fan. Oh. And he got me to call up. Actually, he wants to talk to you. Mark. Here we go. Please. Here we go. I'm going to pass you over. I don't want to talk to him. Do you not? I don't. Well, I'd, I'd rather talk to you. Oh, I am the better half. Yeah, of course I'll you are. That. Yeah, that's oh, obvious. Yeah, and I like the fact that you don't actually—you're not a fan at all. Oh no, I know. I do enjoy you, but um, he, easy he... Guy, so I listen to anything, anything's good and fun. I think you're a laugh. Oh, well, so that's, yeah, I've been—I've been called—I've been called worse. What have you got planned for this weekend, <laughs> Sam? Oh, he's working all weekend, so I'm going to go shopping, do a bit of cooking, girl time. <laughs> those i mean though if i were to say hey ladies if you're looking forward to shopping and cooking this weekend i would be branded a, a, an old sexist but that's actually what you're going to be doing it, it actually is wow it's bad wowzers i love it I, I absolutely love it but you're not meant to love it we're told that women don't love those things <laughs> and that it's it's um you know that we, society has imposed these things on you but you love shopping and cooking but I'm a career woman, so Monday to Friday I am busy doing my work. I've been studying for the last six years to be where I am. Oh, yeah. And now I don't have to study, so it's like, great, I can go shopping. What, are you a lawyer? Cook. No, accountant. Oh, oh, oh God. What? Yeah. Now, listen, you sound um, uh, full of life, right, and full of spunk, and I mean <laughs> that in the nicest possible way. Why why, why accounting? Because, you know, you, you say accounting, and every accountant that tells me they're an accountant, they go, mm, yeah, boring. Um, why accountancy? Oh, I don't know. I used to be a chef, though, so you can't... Oh, OK. I can't say that. Yeah, I used to be a chef. I trained at Westminster. Yeah. Three years as a chef. But, um, decided that... Decided that food really wasn't work. the way forward. Oh, the, no, health the... problems, health problems. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, OK. Couldn't okay. stand in the kitchen. Oh, OK, that must have I been... I had to find uh... another level, another kind of way forward. <laughs> and there's no such... Here's the thing. We can invent this, Sam. We can make a fortune. Sit, yes, let's go. Why are there no sitting-down chefs? There what? should be. I keep saying that. Yeah. Although I spoke to a Canadian chef recently, and it's law that they have to have these rubber uh, mats in the kitchen to help with their back and posture. What do you mean, what rubber mats? Yeah, so the mats under the flooring has to be lined with this like rubber what? material. How does? Mm? Hang, hang on a minute. What? So that they, their posture is better. It kind of helps them, kind of supports their back. No. It's not more of a yes. They have yes. made somewhat a Canadian has wound you up. That's not. That's not. No, a thing. she was a f- professional chocolatier. She knows what she's doing. They have rubber she floors. So that Ottawa they... and Toronto. She teaches. But how would a ru- I'm, how I'm standing up? How would a rubber floor? Ah, uh, because it's softy. You got to think. If you're standing on rubber or standing on concrete for probably eight or nine hours. 
You could they could just make the floor out of trampoline. Have you been to those places? Oh, yeah. Have you been to those places that I are hope. Op- opening up everywhere now on trading estates? <laughs> it's for kids. It's like it's modern soft play and basically the whole That's what room Angie wants to go to. Yes, it's uh, like a lair. It's the, like a trampoline. The whole room is trampoline. The walls are trampoline, the floors are trampoline, and they have like um pugil stick battles on trampoline. It's brilliant. It looks amazing. You haven't been, but we need to. It I, looks amazing. I, have you got kids? No, not See, yet. I don't know, because I've got kids, <laughs> and so we go to lots of parties, you know, kids' parties, it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of fashion having there. I, 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 I don't, I, there's no reason why adults couldn't go on their own. Really? Do you think so? I do, do you know what? I'm, yeah, I think it would be all right for adults to go on their, If you went in the daytime when the kids are at school, that would be <laughs> awesome. Although I did get told off. I got told off because um, the, the guy came over to me. He's a load of five-year-old kids, right? four-year-olds and, okay, and, and i'm chasing them right it's fun to chase okay. kids on trampoline they're my kids i'm a and, bit worried no no there's my kids and his friends right oh that's fine that's fine and the guy came a guy came over and said um can you and the children stop running when what <laughs> when can you and the children stop running it's you're supposed to be walking and bouncing I went, oh, you know, oh, running. Yeah, no, it's dangerous. Exactly. This is a thing. Health and safety. They're saying it's dangerous. <laughs> Let's go. We're in a place full of trampolines. If they fall over, they'll bounce back up. <laughs> anyway, Sam, listen. I'm glad I've got to go now because I've got to go to the news. I'm glad you called in, and oh. I'm glad I didn't get to speak to your loser boyfriend. Oh, he might, he might call back later. Okay. Well, he can do. Sam, nice to talk to you. Thank you very much, Jonathan. I'll come to you after the news. After midnight, Catherine's going to join me in the studio. And we will take calls straight to air. How's about them apples, huh? I've got to say, um, it's been a cracking two hours of radio, isn't it? Unlike any show I've ever done before, I've thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed myself. Another hour to go, guys. Don't call in just yet. We'll have Jonathan, then we'll have Hassan, and then we will take calls straight to air. I'm not going to give out the number. I'll give it to you after midnight. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Talk Radio. Oh, man, I'm enjoying myself this evening. Catherine has joined me in the studio, the woman. Uh, We'll take your calls straight to air, and it can be about... Absolutely anything. You want to fun up and make silly noises or sing or talk about conspiracy theories, whatever you want. Um, Jonathan, Hassan, uh, and then it's your call straight to it. I'm Ian Lee. It's coming up to midnight. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
that. Uh, it's been a long time since I've heard that. I'm just flicking through my iTunes, and the polyphonic spree popped up. Um, it's the album I've got, and they've done loads of albums. Uh, uh, they they did a concert in Birmingham recently where they, they joined the monkeys on stage and sang a song with them at the end, which well, would have been wonderful to be at. Um, and uh, th- th- they're a weird-looking band. There's about 20 or 30 of them. I think the number fluctuates, and they all wear white robes. And we had them on a, a television breakfast television show I did years and years ago. And um, we started the show at six o'clock in the morning with these people all just stood in a line around the studio, me and Edith Bowman. Um, and they just started singing, and it was just the most glorious way to start a, to start a morning. It was wonderful. Well, I might have a little bit of polyphonic spree over the weekend. Right, Jonathan and then Hassan, and then we'll take calls straight to air. If you're, oh, hang on, someone's calling in, and I feel I should, let me just take this call. Yes, line one, you're on the wireless. Ian, how you doing? You okay? Yeah, good, thank you, boss. What you got? Uh, you spoke to my uh, fiance earlier. I said what? You spoke to my fiance earlier. Oh, oh, blind Sam, oh, Sam's oh, boyfriend. Oh, flipping at the boyfriend. You know the guy you called a loser. Yeah, you, your boyfriend's uh, called in his tense. Yes, boss. Ian, just because she's twenty years younger than me doesn't mean you can let me nip later. Oh, look at you! You had to get that in, didn't you? Oh, manipulation. Well, you had to get. Yeah, you, you had to get. So, uh, how old are you then? Sixty. Oh, that was... Oh, no, hang on, that was... that was ru- No, hang on, that was rude the wrong way. I didn't mean that. Oh. <laughs> no, I, di- I didn't mean that. Well, she, well, 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 hang on a minute. But she was a chef, and then she stopped backtrack. chefing. Ian, backtrack. He's digging. She, oh. she was a chef. Yes, and then she... She's an accountant. But it trained, she trained for six years. I'm trying to do the maths. She trained for six years to be an accountant. So she's got to be at least 30. Oh, cla- ooh, touching on thirty. She's twenty. Well, she Samantha. Oh, you Samantha. are so out of touch, mate. You are oh. so out of touch. So you're forty-nine. <laughs> you're not wrong. Really. Yeah, no, you not. are wrong. You are wrong, and you are wrong. What have well, you been going? Uh, yeah. Why is everyone drunk tonight? Friday <laughs> night. <laughs> Everyone's drunk. You've got to laugh like Sig James. Yes. Forty-five. What? Forty-five. You're thirty-five, 45. and she's twenty. What? Forty-five. Forty-five, and Samantha's twenty. You've Listen. Why don't you call back when you've sorted out your relationship? Good job. She's the accountant because his maths is pony, isn't it? Jonathan. Thanks, fans. Jonathan's gone I'm... back to uh, 1979, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sat outside the uh, trendy Google headquarters in King's Cross. Is there a message you'd like me to send to them? You're, su- you're sat outside where? Well, I've been on a night out, right? And it's, uh, quite He's a drunk night as out. well. Everyone's drunk. drunk. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, it was a trendy London cocktail bar, and I'm now sat outside Google headquarters in London. Um, I feel like I should do something, but I don't know what I should do. You should Google them. <laughs> um, but today, right, I, I realised I'm not trendy. I'm not that oh, old. come on, Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan, uh, listen, mate, without being rude, I could have told you that from day one. What? That is a bit rude. No, it's not. You're not trendy. You're, okay. You're a short... Can I, can I, do you want me to be honest or should I hold back? Be honest. Let's do this. You're a short, geeky, bald man that phones up me. <laughs> There's nothing in there that's trendy. I'm you're not nice. You're you're nice. You're a good you're a good spirit and a good soul and a good sport. And I always enjoy your calls. But you're not trendy. 
Well, I've realised this today at the London Cocktail Bar, and they're all doing their cocktail dances, and they've got these lights, and they, they move them forward, and water falls over you. And I was enraged. I was just like, I was just trying to think of a drink I wanted. Second, what they, they poured water over you in a cocktail bar. Yeah, it sounds weird. That's but, not um, trendy, they... that's bullying. i wouldn't be up for that anywhere where you go and your clothes come back damaged and it's it's and that to me is a bad evening so that and phone parties out yeah oh phone parties sweet lord i mean i quite enjoyed it i don't think i should go back and do that it was just kind of a bit weird you know you when they're queuing up to the bar and the bar's full and you're like oh how am i gonna get there and you're thinking what drink do i even want and then water just falls on you where is this water coming from I think the lampshades. It wasn't suspicious. There was nothing weird about it. No, mate. You've you've been done. You've been done. You want to get in touch with Matt? All right, on Watchdog, and he'll sort them out. Um. Also, the other day, right? You're trying to lose weight, right? If yeah. we're talking about uh, honest truth. Um, and you were having a go at Catherine the other day for not giving you a muffin. That's true. But she made the right call. She did make the right call, and I, Catherine, I apologise for that. Wow, you three days right later. Call. But then shame on you, because then you went and got me a chocolate bar, which is even oh. worse. I, so shame on you. Shame on but, you. No, uh, shame but, on you, Boyle. Jonathan, why did you have to mention the muffin? Thanks, Jonathan. I'm glad you brought that up. Excellent stuff. Hassan. Ian. Sorry, that, hang on, let me try again, because that was, that was quite um, aggressive. Hassan. Oh, hello, Ian. Hey, Hassan. Yeah, I'm going to bring this show right down because I'm not drunk and I feel like um, can't match the other callers tonight. No, at last, someone is as sober as me. Even Catherine (laughs) and Ed, I think, have been sneaking off for a a little snifter every now and then. Why do you blame us? Yeah. Hassan, it's nice to talk to someone who's sober. Trust me. May I just discovered you this week in terms of your podcasts, and I heard something with you and Jamie, a conversation about depression. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so raw. That was five minutes of gold radio, because I don't hear that much being spoken about. It's a topic that we all hide from. It's a topic that I hid from for many years. Well, I I think it's changing. I think it's... I I, I don't want to say I'm a pioneer, um, but because it is changing, and people... At last, men are talking about it more, and and, and women, you know, I think are talking about it more. I I, I don't know, actually. Maybe they're not, but... Um, can, uh, may I ask, Hassan, why it's so pertinent to you? I think, well, I always thought I was too cool for it. Growing up, you always think you're too good for it, you're too tough for it. Yeah. Until it actually hits you right in the face and it's really, really obvious that you're suffering and that if you don't get the help, you will um, do something drastic. And that happened to me and I tried counselling, I went on the, the pills and... It was just a horrible, horrible time, and I think I'm still there. But I've, I've, I've left the tablets because because of my job. I just, it just left me zonked, mate. Yeah. Which, um, uh, how did it hit you? When when did it hit you? Was there, um, a, 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 some, was there a trigger, or did just suddenly you you just didn't feel like yourself? I'm I'm really really ashamed to say, but it was uh, it was the end of a relationship uh, of a relationship which I thought was gonna flourish and end up in a, into a marriage oh, man. and it actually leads on to black magic stuff because oh. you see i i was um three years old and um i suddenly woke up one morning and lost my sight and um what? and all these years later i've been informed that it's no joke and i'm not here to 
tribute, but it was black magic. Um, someone in my family was jealous that my parents had a boy and they ended up with a girl. It's an Asian thing. Yeah, and well, they yeah, but, but and it, may be an Asian, it may be an Asian thing, but black magic doesn't make you go blind. No, but apparently they did things that um, that would that would curse me, so to speak. Right, but that but but curses aren't real. That that's the whole thing. I'm I'm, I'm confused. I mean, I don't believe in it, but having heard what what the conversation you had tonight, it was surreal, and it just brought back everything that I've I've been told because uh, I saw a, a, a specialist last year here in London who says that I'm still affected. Well, Sanger, are you blind? I am now, yeah. Are you actually yeah. blind? Yeah, yeah, actually blind. Now, yeah. listen, I'm, I'm, my, um, bullshine detector is, no. it's, um, it's in amber. Right, it's no, in, yeah. it's in amber. No. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna carry on having this conversation, right? Because if you're, if you are, if this is bullshine, then you're, you're playing a masterstroke. Well done. No, mate, uh, I'm absolutely, totally blind. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll follow you on Twitter, and you'll see what. Oh what no! I mean. All right. No, nice one. Mate. Okay. In that case, listen. I, 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 I believe you. I, it was just the, the, the twist of black magic. I found a little <laughs> fantastical. Do you actually believe that then? That, 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 that there are evil forces at play. I, I don't believe in it. Right. But having heard what I heard tonight, it just sounds absurd, and it yeah. brings it all back because it, it's not just the Muslims; it's, it's the Christians, the Sikhs. And there, there's black magic is all over the place. Oh, it's, it's just, also it's it, you know, and it's also the atheists and the agnostics. Black magic is is um, uh, you know, people believe in that stuff. Did you believe any of what he said though tonight? I'm looking at my notes, and I took very detailed notes. And I've got phrases such as Montac Project, Bases Project, um, yeah. uh, the machine, soul harvesting, interdimensional soldiers, the Nazi bell, the 16, the British military... T um, did I... Be I believe he believed it. Totally believe that yeah. he believed it. Um, do I believe this chap was murdered? Um, possibly, yeah, possibly. Um, do I believe his soul was harvested? I don't know if I buy that. Do no. I think that the military are working on technologies that we are unaware of? Yeah, I, th I think I buy that. I, I, I would say I probably bought about 15% of what he said. Yeah, he, there's aspects of it that make sense, and the other aspects you think, this is that a ball. He, he the, the reason you know people were saying on Twitter, oh, go for him, go, go, go in for the kill. And, uh, yeah. I, I enjoyed listening to him. I enjoyed the story he was telling me, and I, joy, I enjoyed hearing him saying it with such conviction, you know, and I found him fascinating, genuinely. I would love to have him back on the show again. Absolutely. It was like listening to a, a story, uh, you know, an audiobook almost. Yeah. Yeah. It was enjoyable, yeah. Listen, mate, very good show, and I know you've got lots on, so very good show. Keep up the good work, and I will call in. Nice one, again. man. I look forward to hearing you again. And, I'm, uh, and, and you know, if you are genuinely blind, I apologise for doubting you. But you can understand, <laughs> Mate, you know. I, I understand the callers you've had tonight. <laughs> you can doubt everything. You know it, man. No, I've got a question. Hassan, nice to talk to you. Thanks for calling. Okay. Bye. Um, I believe him. I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to, my uh, bullshine detector has gone from amber down to green. I'm taking him at face value. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just, it was just the, um, the, the the introduction of the black magic came as a bit of a surprise, 
really. And the conversation didn't yeah, seem but quite then as again, as I expected. But... If someone's been listening for a week, yeah. what would prompt them to ring up hearing something like yeah. that might do it? That's what I think nice you were one, trying Hassan. to say. Hassan, I hope we get to talk again. I hope we get to pursue things a little bit more. Uh, we'll take a break, then we'll take your call straight to air. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Friday night, I keep forgetting to do this. We're we're getting back in the habit of the last hour of the night, taking calls straight to air. Um, Let's go to line one. Line one, you're on the wireless. Oh, good evening. Good evening. Uh, Well, I'm just ringing. I'm presuming it's uh, open night tonight. Open open night? (laughs) Yes, it's it's open night tonight. I know it's an open mic night here. Well, it can, Sorry, it, Kyle. It will be. Good evening, Kyle. We're being very. Evening, why are we being right? so formal? This is a very formal. I'm going to say slightly awkward conversation we're having, Kyle. Well, I didn't mean it to be. I was only ringing, really, because it's open uh, night. You know, <laughs> anything goes. <laughs> well, open I was night. just ringing yes. because yeah. I, because this makes five five four five. What? I didn't realise that I'd managed to ring up every night this week and get on. Oh, well, you, 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 well you, um, you know what? You, you win, then. Oh, you're going to cut me off, aren't you? No, I'm not. You win a life. <laughs> you, oh. win, you win an actual life. We'll put it in a jiffy bag and we'll, we'll get it sent out to you next week. Oh, brilliant. Have I, have I, oh, somebody did say to me, by the way, I didn't realise you were doing the... Um, Show from Macclesfield in a few weeks. Oh, you know, it's, it's a week Monday, the 31st. We're doing it from the... Bait Inn. The no, ba- Bait Hall. The Bait Hall pub in Macclesfield on Halloween night. It's um, a very, very haunted pub. And people... I mean, I don't know if we're actually going to be broadcasting in the pub itself or whether we'll be upstairs. We need to find out where the Wi-Fi is. Yeah, I imagine it'll be upstairs. Yeah, but, um, you know, I'm sure Kath will be nipping down for a... <laughs> Flipping <laughs> it, shandy every now and then. Are, are we allowed to come down? Yeah, or yeah. People, it, if people are allowed. It's a boozer, so people are people are more than welcome to come down. I've got no idea what the setup is going to be, but we will make sure if we are broadcasting upstairs, we'll make sure that we, you know, our uh, our presence is felt downstairs. You know, we'll, uh-huh. we'll, we'll you know, we'll, we'll we'll make sure that one of us is downstairs for for various parts of it. So yeah, yeah, no, everyone's welcome. I imagine we'll be getting there. About um, half nine, nine, mm. something like that, on the Monday night. So, yeah, it'd be nice to see you. Oh, excellent. Well, I'll look forward. I'll pencil that in, then. Nice one, Kyle. Drinks drinks are on Kyle. Woohoo! Oh, no, don't feel that. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> see you then. Ta-ta. <laughs> oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Line two, you're on the wireless. Oh, four, nine, nine, one thousand. Line two, you're on the wireless. That's you, line two. With the radio on in the background. How come there's not such a big delay? One, two, three, four. Three seconds. Oh, he's listening on Periscope, that's right. Okay, well, uh, should we break the magic? Alan, it's you, you prune! Hello? Oh, for goodness sakes. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hi, Ian, this is uh, Ian from France here. Oh, hello, Ian from France there. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd like to sing a song in French, if I could. Yeah, f- fair play. Well, let's see if you can. Uh-oh. Well, well g- can you get um, YouTube as, as a backing track for me? Well, I can't, because there will be a slight... <sighs> there, there will be a really weird delay, so you'd, sa- you'd sound out by about half a second. 
Oh, I can't do it then. <laughs> well, no, you could. Why, why can't you do it, Acapulco? Oh, because it. Okay, let me try. La vie est plus grande, plus grande que toi, et tu n'es pas moi. Les longues que j'attendrai, la distance dans tes yeux. Oh, this is. Losing my religion in French. Oh, exactly. A very, very good Catherine, yes, exactly. How, how was the French? 20. Très bon, John. 25 <laughs> years since that song was released. 25th mm. anniversary of that song and that mm. album no, being good. released. Is, is that your own translation, Ian? No, no. I've, I've, well, I found it. Uh, I found a translation online and, and just tweaked it so it actually fits, so it scans better. You say exactly. It just about works, doesn't it? Nice one. Just about works. Just about works. Yeah. How, how's, how's the evening gone, guys? It's been. Have you, it's been a cracking it's show, been mate. Weird. It's been a really weird show. It's been <laughs> unlike any show I've ever done before. Yeah, um, I've heard you say that. I've dipped in and out, but I haven't heard everything. Oh, it's been a good one. You can, here's the thing, guys. By the way, the, the, the full length podcasts are gone for the moment, right? But you can listen to the entire show again mm. on the talk radio website. Now, I said I would. I would look into this this week, and I would tell you how to do it. And I, I haven't. I think if you go to the talk radio and go to the schedule and find my name, mm-hmm. you can listen to the whole show there. But I'm going to do it this weekend, um, and I'll talk you through it on Monday and how you can listen to the whole show via the talk radio website. Okay, but so it's it, it, it's great to hear um, such kind of diverse and weird radio. You know, you, you, you say quite often in how kind of dull and trite and yeah. boring and predictable radio is in general. The reason people tune into this show. Is, is because it's bonkers, isn't it? You know? I think that's, I think so. I, I really think you know. so. And I'm, I, I, you know, yeah. I, I doubt my powers from time to time. But actually, mm. this week the shows have been blinding. I think absolutely yeah. brilliant, and I'm really proud of them. So, um, yeah, uh, Leon, listen, I'm going to move on. Thank you very much. Ha- ha- Hassan has got in touch, and uh, Hassan is is a blind gentleman. Official. It is official. Hassan can't see nothing. Hassan, thank you, and I'm, uh, apologies for doubting, but. The conversation was jumping slightly wildly. So, well, and as you said, the night we've had tonight, we yeah. don't take anything for granted. Uh, so, Hassan, um, call in again soon because I'd like to chat more about some of the stuff what we've done talk about because uh, it was interesting. And um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm also let me know how you, you say you found me via the podcast. How did you? Just, I know we've been a new and noteworthy again on iTunes. Was it that, or did someone recommend it, or did you listen to I don't know Adam Buxton or something? I'd be keen to know. Uh, call straight to air. Line uh, two, you're on the wireless. Hello, line two. Oh, hello. That's Florence, is it? Yeah. All right, thank you. Um, excuse me, I'm just going to something to chat with the rest of the Okay. Are you wanting to deliver flowers? A spay. I want a spay. Yeah. And when did it fall? Sorry, you have to excuse me. I'm slightly distraught. My grandfather, I'm in the chapel rest at the moment with him next to me now, so you can understand it's not a... Can you go back credit card? Okay, hold on a second, I'll just go through the top pocket. Could you hold on? Yes. Now, go down his clothes on his credit card. Yeah, it doesn't sound like Chris Morris. It could be Victor Lewis-Smith. Well, a ribbed pound at the back. That's right, is it there? Go, go straight out the cop, will you? Then I'll be last with it. I think it's Victor Lewis-Smith. I think, I'm not totally sure. Couldn't we hear it? If, if, if you're playing audio... Whack the volume up a bit. 
Get the phone. Don't try not to do it on speakerphone, because if we speak, it drowns it out. I don't think that was on speakerphone. Get the phone nice and close to it. it, it it's worth doing, um, if you get the, if you can, if you're going to play some audio, a little test on a friend. Just phone a friend up, play it down the phone, and say, can you hear that? Does that sound all right? Um, 0844 It's Talk Radio. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Let's try line three. Line three, you're on the wireless. It's for you, Kath. Hello? I think it's losing my religion in Alanese. Told you. Thanks for calling, line one. Uh, let's go to line two. Line two, you're on the wireless. Oh, no, no. Now, you're on the wireless now. Sorry, I had the fader down. Yes, boss. Hello? Hello. Yes, hello. Did you hear me? Just, just about. Oh, I think my phone's broken. Yeah, not very well. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm drunk and it's your fault. Oh. Well, well uh, justify that comment before I take you to court for libel. <laughs> Oh, is it libel? Anyway, so... Yes, it is libel, not slander, you smug know-it-alls. It's libel. No, 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 I know that. So I went to the pub for one pie, and I, I put you on the old... Uh, I was streaming you by the by the app. Killing killing my data, I was. Yeah. yeah. I was enjoying myself so much, I thought, I'd just, I just have one more, one more pint. One more pint. Just I'm enjoying myself so much. This is the show. Nine pints later, I'm walking home with a chicken coma. Struth! <laughs> Sounds beautiful. Yeah, well, well uh, we'll see. I'll regret it in the morning, won't I? Yes. Well, you, you never know. It's be- that's breakfast sorted as well, if you don't eat all that. I'll eat it all. Oh, trust me. Good I'm lad. a real man. Good hey, lad. Oh, Good lad. It's not. It's, it's very windy where you are. Well, it will be even windier after, <laughs> after that. Um, you see the fool you share in that room. I got a little text today saying... I've used up 80% of my monthly data on my mobile phone. That's truth. Is it this? No, no, no. It's because, you know, sometimes I'm I'm in a place that doesn't have internet. And so I'm, I've, I've just been using my phone as a, what do they call it, a teleport? Hot point? Hotspot? Something like that. Um, to, just to check one email account, my ian at ianlee.com email account, which I can't get on my phone for some reason. Um, but uh, my... So I, I've, I'm on GiftGaff because it's cheap, right? Because I'm not, I don't want to upgrade my phone. It's just cheap. And I only got my monthly allowance 11 days ago. Flipping heck. And I've used 80% of me things, so I'm going to have to spend another 15 quid. Or moderate your behaviour. What with that and paying for a full day's parking because I forgot to cancel the pay-by-phone parking, that's 13 quid. That's 28 quid. But good news on the Cat Stevens. Well, well, we'll see. Well, we'll 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 see. I don't know if that if that I don't know if that conversation is for broadcast. All oh, right, okay. Let's go to line. Tell you what, let's go right down the end. Let's go to line ten. You're on the wireless. Hip hip hip. Hip hip hip. What kind of cake? Oh, uh, stolen cake. There we go. I've just seen an interesting number. I've just seen an interesting number flash up for five seconds, then disappear. Makes me think they've called the wrong radio station. Did you see that, Ed? 
Okay, sorry, carry on. Yeah, I am. Uh, I've spoke to you a while ago. I am probably the biggest Night Rider fan, like ever. Uh, um, I've got all of them on not normal DVD, but now I've realised uh, in November they're releasing them on Blu-ray. Ooh! But uh, it does come at a bit of a price. That is the problem. One hundred and forty-two pound. How many? Yeah. Gotta stop saying truth. How many series are there? Four series. There's four, yeah. Yeah. How many episodes is that in total? That's ninety. Yeah. And w- will they have any extras on there, or will they just look a little... Because I, I can't tell the difference between Blu-ray and DVD. That's what I was going to ask, because my mate says, oh, yeah, 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 they'll look, they'll look like the brand there, you know, obviously pop them a bit dated, but, you know, all the scratches and stuff from the originals... Well, it, if they've been, re- if they've been still, remastered, yeah. and, and um, th- then, yeah, they might look brand new, but have they said that that's what they're doing, or are they just whacking them on Blu-ray? Uh, apparently that's what they're doing. Because the monkeys have just been reissued on Blu-ray, and it looks stunning, but that's because they've gone through every single frame and cleaned up every single frame. But I don't... I, honestly, I can't tell the difference between Blu-ray and, um, and, and DVD. No, I can't. But also, I know yeah. what it's like to be an avid anal collector, and, um, you... If it's out there, I, you know, you've, you've... I think you should do it, Adrian. Yeah. Yeah, just like cut back on Christmas presents a bit. <laughs> Are they going to make any more Night Riders? Because every now and then they'll make a Night Rider film with David Hasselhoff, won't they? Yeah, well, there was, there was this thing going about called um, Night Rider Heroes, but nothing seems to have come across with that. Was that the series? There was a series where it was like different Night Riders and it was rubbish. And there was like a bike and oh, a that, cu- that chopped. Team, that was Team Night Rider, weren't it? Yeah, there? Team Night Rider. That was rubbish. That was. Dyer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and the, the, the TV movies since it ended have been rubbish. I want I want them to make a big screen Night Rider movie with Kit and Garth, with Garth, with Hasselhoff, yeah. um, with Bonnie, um, and Devon. Devon's dead, mate. Well, they could regenerate. Yeah. De- yeah. <laughs> Bonnie's not dead, is she? No, she's not dead, but she's kind of given up acting, but I think well, if you she waved, if the, if the, the waved a big cheque in front of her, yeah. we get Bonnie, <laughs> and we get Bonnie's daughter, and... Hell, I'll be Bonnie for the right price. No, she was hot, man, and... It's, just, it's not been, um, sounding too, uh, morbid, uh, it's got it sort of quit, because the original, uh, voice of Kit is 88 now, isn't he? Yeah. Then we got to do it now, haven't we? We've got to do it now! Yeah, it's, it's got to be done. <laughs> Do you remember when um, the kids from Different Strokes, um, as part of an episode of two-part episode of Different Strokes, I remember well, they went to Universal Studios, right? Is it, so there's two parts, yeah. and, and um, they went to the set of Knight Rider, and it was it was um, what are you talking about, Willis? And it was um, Mr. D, you know, the ginger kid they had, mm-hmm. Mr. D. Yeah. So it was like l- l- later series, and they snuck on the set of Knight Rider, and then they hid in a shed, right? That was going to be blown up, right? Oh, is this yeah, real or right. is this a dream? This is this is an episode of Different Strokes. Do you remember this, Adrian? And yeah, then you, can, you, can, you can just type that into YouTube. Yeah. Different Strokes. And, and then they were filming. It. Hang on a minute. Let me let, hang on a minute because it, it was it was so insane what happened. <laughs> um, different Strokes, Night Rider, right? Hang on a minute. Michael Knight on Different Strokes. Here we go. Right, let's have a listen. This, it's, well, I'm going to jump to the bit, right? So this is them. Right, hang on a second. Yeah. Hang on, here we go. Excuse me, mister. Is this where they're shooting Night Rider? 
That's right, kid. Hey, what are you doing here? Oh, we want to see Night Rider. Oh, sorry. It's a close set. Okay. So they he get did, they, a good actor, they, they get don't be rude. They get they get shooed off, right? Then they go and hide. <laughs> right, so they're hiding now, right? They're hiding right? in um a car that's gonna get blown up. Right, so they're putting dynamite and stuff under there and there's There's the hole. Okay everybody, here's the scene. Now watch the what happens. Come out of that building over there with a suitcase full of drugs and get in their car. The sheriff comes out after them and gets in his car while the night rider drives in. Now, I keep rolling while we replace the sheriff with a dummy and we blow up the car. Which the kids are the hiding in. Sees this, yeah. takes off after the crooks. Got all that kit? I'm way ahead of you. <laughs> He's talking to Kit as if it's real. <laughs> All right, people, places. Let's get this in one take. Hang on, let's jump forward a bit. <laughs> and action! Right, let's jump forward to the bit where it gets... Right, because... All right, here we go. Here we go. He's out of his car. I cue the big explosion. Action! Now listen... Listen to Kit. Stand by to blow it up. Oh, Dave, no, he saved them. Dave, I, Dave. Thought, I thought Kit saved them. I thought Kit went. Yeah, I thought that. That, that would have been better doing it that way. I thought, yeah, how did Michael Knight see him from there? I'm sure Kit... <laughs> do you know what's happened there? That's the Mandela effect. Yeah, right there. Me and Adrian... <laughs> do you, you, the Mandela effect. Me and Adrian both remember Kit going, Michael, There is uh, there are two children in the car. Is that what you remembered, Adrian? Yeah, because that goes totally against the show, don't it? That's the one that spotted Dave. Just Michael Knight casually walking about in his leathers and goes, "Oh, hang on a minute, what's that?" We've entered, um, we've entered an, al- uh, 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 an alternate timeline. That's outrageous. <laughs> that is outrageous, Adrian. Our memories yeah. have been stolen by the Blu-ray. Treat yourself; you'll love it. There we go. That's my advice. Let's go to line two. Two, you're on the wireless. Hello? Yes, hello? That, uh, we're organising a baseball team here at the retired actors' home. And I am the manager. It's Abbott and Costello. You're going to be the manager of the retired actors' home? Oh, here we baseball go. Team? I can't hear it, but thank you. It's not who's on first, but it's they, it's when they did the excellent who's on first, which is one of the best comedy mm-hmm. routines ever. They then kept trying to recreate who's on first. They shouldn't have. <laughs> no, they shouldn't have. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On talk radio. We have ways of making you talk. Line nine, you're on the wireless. Hello? Bit louder, bit louder. Bit louder. Oh, it sounds good, but it's too quiet, unfortunately. Louder, louder, louder. Line seven, you're on the wireless. Hello? 
People think I look like the guy in the Scatman video. What? There's a guy in the Scatman video. It does look a bit like me. If I were to do, like, loads of cocaine and be all gaunt. There's a name. We didn't think we'd hear it for a while. Um, is it the, the trumpet player, I think? Wow. Isn't it weird that scat can mean this joyful, joyful, made-up noise singing? And it can also mean something quite horrific. Well, some people take pleasure in it. Oh. We're listening to the, our radio show from a few seconds ago. Oh. Oh. No. Go on. Get <coughs> Cough it up. Might be a gold watch. <coughs> right. Okay. Mm. Oh, dear. Oi. My ears are wet. Okay. Wow. Thanks for sharing. Uh, <laughs> that was actually the most unpleasant call I've ever taken in my life. Line four, you're on the wireless. Yes, it is. Hello, Ian Lee. Um, I listened last night to the radio. Yes. Um, and I was listening to this really clever businessman talking about The Apprentice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was, um, who was that? I can't remember. Was it Rory, was it? No, it wasn't Rory. Rory. Was it, we, we had, was it Simon? I can't really remember. But. I've just signed a petition to try and get him back on the radio. No, well, it, it, we, I think he deserves to be on it. We'd need to get a lot more signatures than just your one. There's seven on it, I think. Yeah, I think we're going to need more than seven. I'm going to start my own petition. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello, is that LBC? Yes. Can I... Uh, what do you want to say? No, I didn't get the wrong number. I was calling you, Ian. Oh. Hey, Russ, how you doing? Oh, not too bad, mate. It's yourself. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm hungry. And we're debating whether to go and get some food after the show. Nice kebab. Kebab well, on an ambred. I'm trying kebab to lose... on an ambred. Yes, I'm trying to lose some weight, so... But and it's only day one. <laughs> Failed! Well, no, technically it's day two. <laughs> So if we go and eat now, that's tomorrow's food sorted. Oh, God. Uh, Never going to lose weight. I'll, go, I'll give up on that one, mate, a while ago. Well, well, I don't know. I'm wearing a shirt and it, it, it feels tight. Anyway, what you got for us, Russ? I just rang up to say hello. Yeah? Got an echo in the background. Um, uh, yeah, there's, we're having, I do, a couple of people have said that tonight. I don't know why... Um, we're not doing anything here, but, it, you know, it seems to be affecting some phone lines and not others. So, um, yeah, sorry about that. No worries. I did actually uh, try and call you the other week. Um, I was away on a course and uh, I was lying in bed on it. Was a, it, was, it was a Saturday night. I was a bit inebriated. It was the last night of my course, so I was having a drink to celebrate. And uh, I was lying there in bed listening and uh, I thought I'd give you a call. What was your course on? Drinking in bed? Well, no, I'd had a drink, and oh. I was lying in the no, bed. You dr- okay, right. I can't tell you. <laughs> but it was a Saturday night, and oh. I was listening to you. I'm not on Saturday. Oh, no, they, they, they play the best-ofs yeah. when... Uh, cause, well, um... I, was all, I was all confused, mate. I'd had a drink, and uh, I rang it. up just before midnight, and then 
news came on, so I hung up, and then something else came on. I thought, what the, what's going on here? And then I realised. Uh, yeah, is they put the best off because it's Anna Williamson. Is that it? Mm-hmm. She's having a baby. She's had a baby. By the by, the way, guys, if the boss asked me, I'd come in and do another show for Mates Rates on a Saturday night. I'd come in and do a Mates Rates show. Denny. No, okay. Well, that'd be good. Yeah, no, that'd be good. good. I'd come in and do a Mates Rates show straight to air for three hours. I'd do that. Anyway, but anyway, maybe I should have this conversation with the boss instead of, uh, well, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, they're, they're playing the best of then, and I can imagine it would confuse a fair few people, Russ. I, I suspect you weren't on your own. Well, I had a drink as well, like, so I forgot what day it was, and I put the, I put the radio, because I took my digi- DAB with me, and oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I put it on and uh, having to listen. Yeah, that's the way, it's the way to fell, do it. Fell, fell, fell. F- don't fall foul, Russ. No. I just want to give you a tinkle anyway, mate, say hello. And, uh, nice one, man. It's good to know. hear your voice, Russ. Break the ice. All right, mate. Speak to you later on. All the best. Ta-ta, bye-bye. I can hear the echo there. Look. Uh, let's try line. Line two, you're on the wireless. The papers today are full of the news that 90s men feel emasculated and women okay. have come into London to find out. This is going to be embarrassing. 90s men have become more emasculated. Emasculated. I'm not sure what that means. I suspect I'm going to get a bit, bit homophobic in a minute. You know what it means? More masculine. Are <laughs> <laughs> you a Benny tied to a tree? No, no. Oh, Benny on the loose, Benny on the loose. <laughs> Does fighting impress the girls? Um, some girls, some girls, possibly. Which kind of girls? Rough slappers or, or nice girls? Yeah. Do you find me attractive? Yeah. Yeah. Now, if I do this... <laughs> that makes Wowzers. me more attractive. Yeah. Well, there we go. That was, that, that was the 90s. That was the 90s, guys. Big in the 90s. Um, not a lot of that old 11 o'clock show. I'm really proud of that show, and there are some genuinely hilarious bits in it, but a lot of it is um, is, is quite offensive. Yes, hello, line three? Enjoying that. <laughs> um, line seven, you're on the wireless. theme in Arabic or something? No idea. Um, <clears throat> line two, you're on the wireless. Hello. It's uh, it's uh, the fake shake. I'm calling from uh, prison. Um, 
uh, I was smuggled uh, the someone smuggled a mobile phone and gave it to me. Yeah, I just called in to say sorry to everyone. Yeah, I just wanted to have a bit of fun. Uh, I changed my name to uh, in a, um, a fake shake by Deepold. Yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Anyway, uh, bye. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God, it's nice to know that she's still alive. Ah, oh, I'm enjoying this tonight. I could do another hour, actually. Line, uh, line three, you're on the wireless. Hello? Look, not getting that. Didn't hear what that was. Um... Oh, I'm being told that was French Dallas. Shall we... Uh... What? French Dallas thing. Shall we see if we can find it on... Uh... Here we go. Let's have a listen to this. Oh, no, it's an advert for... Uh... Something that we don't advertise, so let's just skip this in three, two, one. Mm, let's go. There we go. Uh -huh. Il faut trouver un moyen de l'expédier dans cet asile, et je crois que je pourrais avoir besoin de toi. Oui, mais attention, cette fois, je veux plus. Marché complet. Wow. It really is. Wow. Well, because the original theme was rubbish, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Line two, you're on the wireless. Hello? Hello? No, okay. Thinking about petrol. Thinking about petrol, are they? Yeah. <laughs> Very literal. Strange old. Well, we're coming. We've got two minutes. If anyone wants to call him, um, but I'm quite happy with that. What a busy night on the phones. What a busy old night. Funny, isn't it? Uh, yeah, really funny. Really. Um, I've enjoyed tonight. It's felt, for me, what a late night weekend show should be. We've had, you know, we've talked about interdimensional soldiers and soul harvesting from someone who genuinely believes that. Um, let's see if we can squeeze this one in. Line two, you're on the wireless. <laughs> What do you mean, no good? Woman wearing skirt up to here, no good. I think that's Spike. Is that Spike Milligan as an Indian? Not a good woman. Not a good woman. Bob Beds have to wear masks. That's what it means. 
Yeah, if you have to keep the faces covered, don't be I can't. I think that might have Spike Milligan from Curry and Chips, his um, slightly racist sitcom. Uh, line two, you'll probably be the last call of the evening. Uh, Ian and Keith have said that B is corner shop. Oh, my God. Ah, that's a real punt. I'm thinking that they're about that time they will be... me being racist on Pointless. That's okay, a racist. well, let's see if that's right. Oh, no, it's not. I know exactly what it is. Oh, no! Fun- funny bit, though, when me and Keith were overacting, you know, play- play- hamming up the we've- we realise what the answer is. Sat down on the set of Pointless. Who else has done that? Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Ed. Uh, thank you, dear listener. Um, podcasts, you know the score. Thank you, everyone on Periscope. We've stuck with us tonight. Thank you, Darren and Johnny. <laughs> I miss those guys. I miss those guys. Um, Howard Hughes, 10 o'clock on a Sunday night. Always worth a listen. Back on Monday. Ta-ta. Talk Radio. Join the Talk Nation. Pick up your phone and talk radio. We'll get you talking.